bring a nudge behind Smith, and they didn't get the block, but Perry fields it at the 34. 35, 40, it's a block, 25, midfielding down the roof. Oh, he's got it on me. 30, the 20, the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go flag on the field, and Perry brings it all the way. The crowd is filling in. The cheerleaders are stretching. The band is tuning up. And the popcorn is popping. In the locker rooms, the coaches and players are preparing for the task at hand. Emotions are reaching a fever pitch as one team will celebrate the thrill of victory, while the other will feel the painful sting of defeat. Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 are proud to present the Castle Game of the Week. Kickoff is right around the corner. So let's go to the press box. Here's the Z92.5 Sports Guy, Ted Fatel. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to week two of the Castle Game of the Week. I am Ted, the sports guy, joined by Bart Matthews and Jared Fattel this evening. You're listening in live tonight from the football stadium in Williamston, Michigan, as the 1-0 Hornets will take on the 0-1 St. John's Red Wings. We're coming to you coast-to-coast live on Z92.5 and TuneIn Radio here on the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game right around the corner, but first, take a close listen to Bart and our starting lineup of Z92.5 team members. Well, thank you very much, Ted, and a big thanks going out to our sponsors, including Alderman's and Lennon, Alibi and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, Cellular Connection, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, Three Point Podcast, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby Insurance, Memorial Healthcare, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Ovid Service Agency, Postal Connections, Sports Scene, Victory Heating and Cooling, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Player of the Game tonight going to be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. Listen and follow and catch tonight's replay at Three Point Pod. And, of course, the drive of the game tonight Brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, I'll tell you one thing, boys. Uh, we're being a little bit spoiled with the weather. This is normally a week five of the football season. We can see the leaves are starting to change here. Beautiful facility in Williamston. Uh, they, you know, they, they love their athletic teams over here, and uh, it shows here with this, this great field. Jared, I know we were talking pregame field looks almost like it's prescription term. Like most uh, college kids, I may have dabbled in landscaping back <laughs> in my day. And I tell you, I've never seen a field this plush. It looks like a turf field. Yeah, they definitely take care of it. And Bart, I mean, we're real lucky right now. The weather is just going to cooperate again. They are allowing us in the press box. All three of us tonight, so we'll get to get. Yeah, where were they last week? I know it. <laughs> and, and the scoreboard over there looks like <laughs> they've got a they've got a scoreboard. Uh, looks like uh, the Marshall logo right there out on the 50. <laughs> yep. From this side. This is awesome. This, yeah, this is a, a real nice setup. Uh, Spartan green and white over on the homestand, though. Yeah, we kind of got screwed with uh, last week. It was absolutely freezing out, and then this week, perfect weather, yeah. and we're in the booth this I week. I know. It would be a nice Stick night. Stick us inside on this one, yeah. Yep. Well, speaking of last week, it was our uh, season opener here on the Castle Grand Ledge. Prevailed over St. John's. A little closer game than the score shows at 34-17. to 17, The Comets. Logan Todd, though, definitely showed that he is ready for his senior campaign. Threw for 143 yards and three touchdowns in that season opener win. Finn Buckland, solid running back with 125 yards on the ground for the Comets. Red Wings uh, 
also pretty solid game hanging in there. It was only a, a, a three-point game right at midway through the third quarter. The Wings, though, had a big 78-yard uh, touchdown strike from Caleb Teeples to Aiden Conaval. And Teeples finished with 162 yards passing. Brock Miller had 70 yards receiving, a little over 50 yards rushing. The Comets did a real nice job keying on him. Real good job of bottling him up. Uh, St. John's had some real uh, success, though, coming in in that third quarter, running out of that Wildcat. And uh, Miller was kind of able to uh, take control of his team right there. And huge time of possession advantage because of that. It'll be interesting to see. If we end up uh, with Teeples having maybe a little bit of trouble again today if they go back to that Wildcat. Your thoughts, Jared, on uh, the game against Grand Ledge. What does St. John's need to do if any adjustments need to be made? Like you said, the game wasn't as much of a blowout as it seemed. A play here, I mean, they had a crazy interception that then fumbled, and then the defensive lineman scooped it up and ran for a touchdown. If that doesn't happen, it's a whole different game. But if I'm St. John's, the thing that would worry me a little bit is that Williamson runs a very similar offense to Grand Ledge, and that kind of gave St. John's a little bit of trouble last week. Yeah. Well, Williamston started off the season 1-0 with a 22-6 win over always tough Fowlerville. Hornets jumped out to a 16-zip lead at halftime on their way to a season-opening win. Sullivan Sparks led Williamston with a team-high 73 yards rushing and a couple of touchdowns. Joey Mahaney connected with Jacob Dunkel for a passing touchdown. The Hornets last year finished 5-5, lost to Flint Powers 34-7 in the playoffs. And kind of a neat little fun fact. You know, these schools aren't all that far apart. When, you know, they're all in the Lansing area, but this is only the third ever meeting between the two schools. St. John's won both of them in 2018, 34-20, when Williamson was ranked number three in their division at that point. And uh, also last year, 33-21, Joey Mahaney, you'll hear his name tonight for the Hornets, had a couple of long touchdown passes in a losing cause, a 61-yarder to Sage Lynn and a 63-yarder to Sullivan Sparks. Jamin Medlock had four touchdowns for the Red Wings. They miss him a little bit because Just a little a little combination between him and Miller last year. Yeah, we talked about that last week that, you know, they're able to key on Miller because there's not that other runner that brings that different dynamic like Matlock did last year. Yeah, and one of his scores was a sweet 24-yard scoop and score. And Brock Miller, the kid we're talking about, had an 8-yard touchdown run in that game as well. Kind of the same kind of crowd we had a week ago. Each player and each cheerleader is allowed a couple of entries. And, uh, you know, at least they're letting them in the stadiums. You know, we're not going to see that in the Big Ten, at least to start. But it's, it's still has that high school varsity feel, doesn't it? I love this field because if you look out behind one, behind that, I don't know, north or south, I'm not very good at directions, but they, there's a beautiful, like, forest behind there. And then you have, like, a nice little old school building in the other end zone. So yeah. it's, it's exactly high school football, just like you said. Yeah, this is one of those rare fields, kind of like Chesonine, where it runs uh, east and west. Well, on both times. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> we'll be back with some further information here in our pregame portion of the show. But first, take a listen to a couple spots here in the press box. Ken Wilder, Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem auto owner's agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134. Visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Hey, there's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. 
Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers are in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Alderman's and Lennon, proud sponsor of Michigan High School Sports, and you can find Alderman's on M13 in Lennon and online at aldermans.com. Well, St. John's won the opening toss and elected to defer until the second half, so they'll run four men up front. The two defensive ends, Adam Wazak and Jackson Williams. Wazak goes 245 pounds. He's an 11th grader. Two inside tackles, Brad Burnash. He's 185-pound 12th grader. And Chris Prince, 220-pound 6'2 senior as well. The linebackers are leading tackler, C.J. Crum, 5'10", 235-pound 12th grader. Aiden Conneval and Murray Palmiter also get the start. Uh, Caleb Teeples will also see some action at linebacker as well as Matthew McCastle. In the secondary, Bailey Nobach and Brock Miller are the corners. Joe Pendleton and Eric Farrell are the safeties. For Williamson up front offensively, the two tackles, Jagger Wolmer and Owen Dank. No heights or weights listed here for the Hornets. The two guards, Nate Holcomb, a senior, along with Preston Carpenter, a junior on the other side. Miller McCutcheon will snap the ball. 12th grader wears number 62. The wide receiver will be Cade Conley. At uh, tight end will be Zach Porter. And in the backfield, they'll have two slot backs, Elijah Douglas and Jacob Dunkel. Their go-to running back, you'll hear his name a lot here tonight, Sullivan Sparks. The man that makes this offense go, Luke Mahaney, the senior quarterback. We saw from his stats from a year ago, he can throw the ball pretty well. So we're going to get this thing kicked off, but first, this back at the studios. Looking for penthouse-style retirement living? Introducing Ashler Terrace, Masonic Pathway's newest and most luxurious lifestyle option. Completely redesigned, this top-floor neighborhood features beautifully decorated social areas and eight exclusive residential suites for those who wish to live independently but are ready to leave meal preparation and housekeeping to someone else. Whether you prefer studio-style open spaces or a more traditional floor plan with separate bedroom, each unique suite includes a sitting area with widescreen television, convenient kitchenette, spacious walk-in closet, and large spa-like bathroom. To take a virtual tour, visit MasonicPathways.com or call 1-800-321-9357 to speak with a member of the Masonic Pathways admissions team. We're accepting applications right now and ready to help you be among the first to experience Ashler Terrace Living at Masonic Pathways. Hey, sports fans, it's a great day at Sports Scene. Pick up a copy of our newest magazine at your local high school sporting event or at a retail outlet near you. 
great stories on your favorite high school and student athletes. Looking for sports photos? Sports Scene has them. We are at the games. Check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. See thousands of photos and stories at highschoolsportscene.com. Keeping our high schools and student athletes in the news. The 92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Well, here we go. It'll be St. John's kicking off here, defending the goal to our left, which is the west end zone here in Williamston. Kicking it off will be Carson Peters, deep for the Hornets, Jacob Dunkel and Austin Davis. Here is the boot. It looks like it is Dunkel, fields it at the 15, then drops it, picks it up with one hand, and is hauled down by hustling Bryce Stoddard. So they will start off at about the 17-yard line. Good special teams play there by the Red Wings to get this one off and rolling. So Williamston wearing the uh, solid, what would you call that green? Kelly green or forest green? It's almost like Spartan green to Spartan me. Spartan green. Well, we are in Spartan country. I did get a little hooted on by the assistant athletic director over here for wearing my Michigan gear. Now, do you think he was the assistant athletic director or the assistant to the athletic director? <laughs> Good point. I got a feeling maybe an assistant to the assistant. <laughs> Assistant regional. Yeah, he didn't like that shirt you're, you're sporting right no, now. No, he did. But well, we got two wideouts here now for the Hornets. Out of the shotgun, Luke Mahaney. He wears number six, standing at right around the 10. Straight throw to the right side. It's caught there by Dunkel. Breaks one tackle. Hustles up to about the 19-yard line, where he is forced out of bounds by Eric Farrell and Brock Miller, along with Murray Palmiter. Here's what I love about Williamson's offense. They're part of the what I like to call the Tony Anise school of offense, where them, Karana, Clio, just a few, where they basically model whatever they do around what Ferris does. So in years past, they've run the triple option, and now they've kind of adapted to more of a spread. I've always liked the, the, the double slots, you know, with a single back back there. I always liked that offense where you can send one of the wing backs in motion. And that is kind of the new wave here. Hey, if you're going to emulate anybody, Tony Anise is not a bad guy 100%, to copy. Yeah. So it'll be Dunkel coming out this way. Again, Williamson with a solid green uniforms going right to left. Oh, the ball's on the field, and it's Mahaney finally falling on it. Tried to ride his fullback into the line, was going to pull it out, coughed it up, and was fortunate to fall back on the ball. So it'll be a third down now and about eight coming up for the Hornets. Just underway, 10.55 to go here in the first quarter. Ball on the 19-yard line. The first drive of the game, Williamson with it. Those botch messages are something that you're going to expect a lot at the start of the year with an option team, especially when they've had the lack of practices that they've had this year. Well, Caden Plaxton way over here this way, joined by two other backs out of the pistol. Quarterback Mahaney back to throw, throws one across the middle. It's complete to Cade Conley, and Conley has enough for the first down close to the 30-yard line. Nice nice play that time. A good, real short uh, delivery that time. Took the snap and threw it right away. A little square in pattern. First and 10, they move the chains. An easy catch, and St. John's already given up way too much ground here. So the quarterback looks over to the sideline for the play call from head coach Steve Kirsten. In fact, everybody looking over there for the signal. First, first and ten of the ball game. Ten, ten to go here in the first quarter. Scoreless tie. Williamson with her hands on the ball for the first time. St. John's showing stunt here. Now we got a penalty flag. The quarterback is sacked for a big loss. Should have probably handed that one off. First one there was Caleb Teeples coming across very quickly. Also in on that tackle, number five for the Red Wings, Adam Wazak. Yeah, a couple of miscues on this option play. 
So we got laundry on the field here for the first time. The penalty is going to be against Williamston, and St. John's declines it. They'll take the sack. Here's something that I've been kind of wondering just doing prep for this game. Why is it that Steve Kirsten doesn't get thrown out there with, like, LCC's coach and Portland's coach as just one of the best coaches in mid-Michigan? He's kind of the hidden gem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you think about it, he's got over 110 victories. He's made it to playoffs 12 years since he's been here since 2001. I mean, I don't know why he's not talked about more. Good stuff there, man. You got some homework there that I didn't find. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with you. A little underrated, huh? Yeah. Hidden gem, just like the Emerald Golf Course in St. John's. <laughs> Mahaney throws a pass up. We got contact at the point of uh, reception, and it's incomplete. Knocked away. Good job there. Pass intended for Jacob Dunkel. Yeah, real nice defense by Nobach. Able to time that perfectly. No flags on that incompletion. I'm Ted the Sports Guy with Bart Matthews and Jared Fattel. We're glad you tuned in to this Castle Week 2 contest. A couple of good, evenly matched up teams here, Williamston and St. John's. St. John's starting off the season with two road trips. Tough trip last week to Grand Ledge. Third and about 19. Ball on the 20. Mahaney back to throw. Throws one down the far sideline. Has a man open. Caught at the 45. Midfield. The 40. No one's going to touch him. He's at the 10. The 5. Touchdown. Williamston. No flags on the field. An 80-yard completion there. And I'll tell you what, Mahaney threw that absolutely perfect. Beautiful throw right there, but no help from Eric Farrell. He was supposed to come over and help in coverage right there. Uh, throwing that into double coverage. Great throw. you got to make a great throw on a play like that. It's crazy to me how comfortable Mahaney is in the pocket for how small he is. I mean, yeah. You would think he's 6'5", the way he just sits back there. And he's got a rocket arm. And that was easily 45 yards in the air. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, Conley got a step down that sideline and took it to the house. So they jump on board. Is that who you had to, Bart? Was yeah. it Conley? Yeah, Conley. Double check it. Here's the snap. The kick's up blocked. So the Red Wings block the PAT, but Williamson takes a six-zip lead right here on Z92.5. Appleby Oil and Propane's been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975, and they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas. Excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. If your car becomes a victim of a deer collision, KP Auto Body and St. John's will get you back on the road fast. They handle foreign or domestic models and work with all insurance companies. Certified techs can handle complete paint and glass work, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service, and they work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing, proud sponsors of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, that was about a third and 19 play that, yeah, it was. that touchdown. That is definitely a cardinal sin for the defense for St. John's. You can't let somebody get behind you that easy down the sideline. So definitely a defensive mishap. Yeah, I mean, you know Andy Schmidt is probably shaking his head after that one. I'm certain that they were in a prevent defense of some sort in that scenario. So just a, a miscommunication on that far sideline. So it will be. And yeah, not a whole lot of third and 19 plays. Nice <laughs> go, for football 80, yeah. and go for eight, 80 yards the other <laughs> way as well. Well, Miller fields it at the 5, the 10. Up the 15, 20-yard line on the 25, spins at the 30, and brings it to about the 32. So St. John's okay. will run uh, at the two tackles, Chris Prince and Brandon Pettigrew, the 
Guards will be Bo Van Abel and Brad Burnish, and snapping the ball will be C.J. Crum. Wideout will be Joe Pendleton. Adam Wazek will be the tight end. The three backs, Brock Miller, their go-to guy, along with Murray Palmatier and Aiden Conneval. And getting the start again at quarterback tonight, Caleb Teeples, the 6'180 180-pound senior. We'll get the Williamston defense here for you here in a second. Looks like the ends are tight, split backfield here. Teeples looking over the line of scrimmage, takes a snap, hands it off to Miller, and Miller spins up to about the 35-yard line. So he got about three on that carry. Defensively for Williamston, Cade Conley and Rudy Gaten will get the start at the end. Nate Holcomb and Jagger Wolmer will be inside tackles. Zach Painter, Avery Lott, and Jackson Newman are the linebackers and in that umbrella secondary, Caden Plaxon and Spencer Feig will be the corners. Joey Mahaney and Jacob Dunk will get the start at the safeties. Perfect evening for a high school football game here, Michigan style. And again, C.J. Crum brings the football out of the huddle and then places it on the mark the referee puts down. Man in motion goes away from us. Again, it's Miller up the gut. Good surge by the defense. Nate Holcomb and Jagan Wolmer, along with Avery Lott, the middle linebacker, in on that tackle. Also, Zach Painter helping out. And Brock Miller, again, going to be <laughs> looking to be the workhorse tonight. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough going up the middle. They're going to have to try to figure out some ways to get him around the corner because yeah. he does have some good blazing speed. Well, you saw in that kickoff return, puts, puts St. John's in really nice field position, but if they key on him, you know, running between the tackles, going to be a long night. Caleb Teeples comes to the sideline, gets the play call from Coach Andy Schmidt. Third down and three, ball at the 38-yard line of St. John's. Red Wings with the ball, split backfield, they'll hand it off to the fullback this time, running hard, that's Murray Palmatier. Close to the first down, but I think he's going to be short. He was knifed down by Painter and Lott. Also, Mahaney coming up there to help out. And what I love about how they use Brock Miller is how Andy Schmidt basically uses him all over the field. He's almost like a Jabril Peppers for like a Michigan where he returns kicks, punts, plays safety, running back, wildcat quarterback. I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah. Good comparison because Peppers was phenomenal at college. Not quite NFL. Well, <laughs> is he, who's he with now? He was with the Browns for a minute, then I think he was with the Giants, and he's, he's, he's a journeyman. I think he's, he was named defensive captain, though, for the Giants this season, so he's getting some respect internally. They moved the chain, said he just barely got the first down at the 40. Crossbuck play, it's Miller getting it to the 45. Runs into number 45, Zach Painter that time, who planted him to the gridiron. Yeah, Painter laid him out on that one, but nice spin move by Miller to gain a couple of extra yards there. 6 nothing Williamston, 7.07 to go in the first quarter here, live on Z92.5. We're nearing the end of September. Some of the trees are starting to turn down here. You going on a fall color tour, tour anytime here, uh, Bart? <laughs> I think I'm going to go uh, next weekend. I will say this field has about the perfect lookout area yeah. for people who couldn't quite get in. It definitely on does. Up on that hill, yeah. Split backs. Here's a fullback dive again. It goes to Murray Palmatier. Still running hard. Going to be short of the first down. He surged up about to the 49-yard line. Coming up to make sure he stayed down was Caden Plaxon that time for the Hornets. Well, you guys are both Pirates fans. Wasn't it Three River Stadium that had the big hill? Well, there's a... There, uh, that everybody used to watch from? Oh, geez, I, can't, I don't know. There's a big hill in Pittsburgh called Mount Washington. You can look down into the stadium, but I'm not sure about Three Rivers if you could see in the stadium. 
uh, you know, on any hill. Uh, Here's the reality about our family, Bart. We <laughs> like to act like we're Pittsburgh Pirates fans, but we're really not. We it's just something to <laughs> we're Pittsburgh try to act fans. cool. <laughs> yeah. Split backfields. Like so, them old school Pirates hats. Oh, love those. Here's Miller fighting close to a first down. I think he's just short, but I think it's four down territory here. They're going to probably go for it as they have the ball right at the 50-yard line. I mean, you guys put your coaching hat on. Would you go for it here, third and one at midfield? When you're running St. John's offense, of course. I mean, this is what you live for. This, if you can get three yards a pop every single time, then that's when they know they're kind of clicking. And at the very least, of course, you try to go a hard count and draw them off yeah. sides. Six nothing, Williamston on top, 525 to go here in the first. Crum brings the ball on the 50-yard line, split backfield. Red Wings looking over that line. Hard count oh, draws them into the neutral zone. Why no flag? Oh, my. Now, that was some, can't hear it from here, but some serious Peyton Manning stuff right there. Got that tackle to jump off. Well, they drew him off, but no flag, and then they stuck with it, handed it off to Palmatier and gets the first down. That's perfect coaching right there. You yeah. Tried to draw him offside. They, they bit, but they didn't get the flag. And yeah, then I like they didn't the call the timeout. Exactly. They just keep on going for sure. So I'll move the chains, and really one of the keys to St. John's success this season is going to be ball control. Remember last week against Grand Ledge that they used the entire third quarter yeah. Yeah. to their advantage to get close. Split backfield, first and ten from the 48. Depot play action, rolls to his right, looks downfield, now tucks it under. Gets a block from Wazak, wow. a pancake, and then Keeple takes it across the 30-yard line. Oh, what a block uh, by six foot four, two hundred forty-five pound junior tight end Adam Wozak. He uh, took two downs. Adam Wozak was wide open on that rollout until he decided to turn into a blocker. And like you said, just a tremendous job of clearing everything for Caleb Peoples on that little Gronkowski-esque yeah. right there. That <laughs> was more of like an offensive lineman, not even yeah. tight end. He looked like offensive lineman You're on the right. perimeter. Orlando Pace or something out there. <laughs> So it's 1st and 10 St. John's from the 30 in Williamston territory. T formation now, straight T in the backfield. This time it's handed off to Aiden Conneval, and Conneval gets three or four yards. Avery Lott and Jackson Newman there for the Williamston Hornets. Also at the bottom of the pile, number 75, Jagger Wolmer. Well, you're seeing a lot more Jaggers nowadays. Yeah. Popular name. Is he a Jagger or is he a Jaeger? Well, it might be a Jaeger, the might way be. it's spelled. But oh, I probably got it wrong. Was he named after the drink or was he named after the stone? Who knows? Depends what mom and dad were doing at the time. Second down and eight. We'll see if we can get a clarification on that. You're probably right. The Meister. Man in motion. Goes away from us. He gets the handle. Conneval. Conneval still on his feet. Scoots across the 25 to about the 24. Plaxton there along with Joey Mahaney. 6 nothing Williamston. 3-14 to go here in the first quarter. St. John's on a little bit of a drive. Yeah, just the perfect answer, too. I mean, when you have a home run ball like that, and then offense just comes right back out and just marches right down the yeah, road. Grind it out, baby. Get the momentum right back. Third down and five. Big play here for the Red Wings. Crum brings the ball out of the huddle with him. Split backfield this time. Slot man over here on this side. Here is Brock Miller putting a hand on his lead blocker that time. Dives up to the 20. Should be enough for a St. John's first down. Doesn't look like he's going to get the most favorable of spot over here, though. Real nice hole opened up by Burnash and Pettigrew on that one. Yeah, good blocking up front. 
So Teeples comes to the sideline, gets some of the turf out of his visor. The good thing to know for St. John's is that Coach Schmidt's a math teacher. So is Kirsten, actually, as well, on Williamson's side. He knows whether or not to kick the field goal here or go for it. He knows the percentages. He doesn't even have to look at that cheat sheet, right? <laughs> no charts. No. Fourth down, and, metrics. fourth down and a long yard. Clock moving with 2.10 to go. Split backfield. Man in motion away from us. He'll get the call. Power play around the left end. First down, Aiden Conaval. Just nuts and bolts football very similar to what we've watched the last uh, 20 years with yeah. coach dave marriage and of course andy schmidt the protege who led the red wings to the 2004 state championship the championship appearance anyway they finished runners up but uh, he learned a lot from coach marriage who's helping him out at the freshman level now Yeah, the thing that's, I was actually talking to Coach Schmidt last year for a school project, believe it or not, when I was in college, and he was explaining how he runs this wing tee offense. He'd like to maybe go to a spread, but it's what fits St. John's' personnel. Here is Conavell trying to get between left guard and tackle and stop for maybe a yard that time. Zach Painter and Avery Lott in on the hit for the Hornets. Clock will continue to run a minute 20 to go in this first quarter. Six nothing Williamston, but St. John's marching to that east end zone to try and match it. St. John's cheerleaders are here down below us, have the red and black pom-poms firing up the crowd that is here, all the moms and dads, anybody else that they could sneak in. Single back this time, double wings. Miller goes in motion away from us. They fake it to him. Teeples rolls to his right, gets a block, throws a pass oh, to beautiful. the end zone or just in front of the end zone, a sliding catch. They call it good. Was that Conaval or that was, was that Aiden uh, Jace Livingston? No, I think it was Conaval. Oh. Okay. He was sliding down inside the five-yard line just shy of the goal line. Yeah, thrown a little bit behind him, but uh, Teeples, of course, was on the run right there. Great job of getting rid of that and a great job of uh, Conaval coming up with that one on the slide. Well, the nice job, too, keeping it down low. Yeah. You know? Keeping it from getting picked off. So T formation, double tights. Teeples at the quarterback spot under center. Hands it off to Conaval. Into the end zone with the one-yard dive. And St. John's has evened it up with 26 seconds to go here in this first quarter. Naden Conaval looks like that uh, second back we were talking about that St. John's needs. Real nice drive right there by the Red Wings. Yeah, and I think you mentioned it once. The offensive line doing a real nice job yeah. here opening up some holes. So they'll run the extra point person in there. I'm seeing Jarrett Grandy getting some action. He's a big kid there on the offensive line right now. 6-6 six, six is the score. Carson Peters kicks it up, and oh. this one is blocked, but that was way too low anyway. There was no way that was going through the upright. So kicking game suffering for both teams right now. 6-6 six, six the score. Williamston and St. John's first quarter winding down. The COVID crisis has made every trip outside your home stressful, and that's why it's so important to choose a health care provider that puts patient safety and compassionate care above all else. Memorial Healthcare, the only hospital in mid-Michigan, earning an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. That's because Memorial Healthcare makes you their number one priority. Memorial's commitment has made them number one in safety and number one in quality care in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours. The choice is clear. 
The choice is Memorial Healthcare. When Mother Nature leaves you with broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online, ferrellstree.com, or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured, ferals, tree trimming, and removal. Don't forget to check out Three Point Podcast. It's three sports guys, three generations, three hot takes. Me, Matt Burns, and Jared Fattel of Fat Stack Sports. Follow us at Three Point Pod. We're also syndicated worldwide on Sports Radio Detroit and MWSN Radio. Well, we got a good one here on the radio. 6-6 six, six is the score. Williamston and St. John's. You're listening to it all live on Z92.5 tonight. It'll be Carson Peters to kick it off. Jacob Dunkel and Austin Davis deep here for the Hornets. Here's the approach and the kick by Peters. A high end over ender, a little bit short. Dunkel fields it at the 13. Brings it up 15, 20-yard line, 30. And is knocked down at about, well, he's still on his feet. Hustles up to about the 33-yard line. So first and 10, Williamston. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans. Auto Owners Insurance and the McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency is a winning combination. We'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Call McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency at 989-244-224-2479. Or visit McKenzieCrosby.net. McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency, your independent auto owner's agents. Well, we're down to the final 17 seconds to go here in the first. Big Miller McCutcheon brings the football out, places it down at the 34-yard line. Miller looks like he's about 5'7", uh, 240. Big center here for Williamston. Luke Mahaney out of the shotgun, wide out, five of them. They empty the backfield, a completion over on the far side. Cade Conley has first down yardage at the 50, takes it into St. John's territory at about the 47-yard line. Finally was hauled down over there by Brock Miller and Eric Farrell. I love the absolute blend of styles that we have here. St. John's just ground and pound, and it looks like Williamson's just going to air it out. Yep. Kind of reminds me of the old Mouse Davis offense. The run and shoot <laughs> all the way. Well, 6-6 is the score. First quarter officially in the books. Williamston and St. John's all knotted up here at six points apiece. Get unlimited with Verizon Wireless at the Cellular Connection in St. John's, your local Verizon authorized retailer. Get unlimited the Verizon way. You'll be part of the largest, most advanced 4G LTE network in America. You get Verizon reliability at an unbelievable great price. Experience Verizon Unlimited. Visit the Cellular Connection in St. John's. Your local Verizon authorized retailer, 800 South US 27 in the Southgate Plaza, just north of Kroger today. Player of the game tonight will be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. Listen, follow, and catch tonight's replay at Three Point Pod. Player of the game tonight will be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC. M21 and Owasso saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Well, you talked about it a little bit last week, Bart, but, uh, you know, uh, another good matchup, 6-6, six, six, tie game. What more could we ask for? Yeah, maybe Jared in here is uh, breaking that blowout jinx that we've had Let's for the past, so. oh, I don't know, what, 30 years? Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what, get prepared for the playoffs because that first week could get oh. ugly. First week yeah. of the playoffs is going to be brutal if they see it the right way. So and even if they don't, it's going to be awesome. With Bart Matthews and Jared Fattel, I'm Ted the Sports Guy here on the Castle. It'll be Mahaney out of the shotgun. Fakes it to his halfback, throws a swing pass out here, complete to Elijah Douglas. They, I don't think they he caught, caught that. He bobbled it, didn't he? Yeah, he did not catch that, and he paid the price anyways. Boy, he was looking downfield a little too early. I marked it down as a catch a little bit too quick. And Tebow just absolutely dropped the hammer on him. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he not only is a solid quarterback, but a very good defensive player for the Red Wings. You don't always see uh, your quarterback line up at uh, middle linebacker. Right. Kind of a natural position, though. He's kind of you the, make, yeah, you're the right. quarterback of the defense that way. He's got a better view. He's able to call plays and defenses for him. So Mahaney takes the shotgun oh. snap. Now we got a hanky penalty flag. Off star, false start or offsides. It showed the offside signal here. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be against the Red Wings here. I remember Robbie Gagan was really successful at that middle linebacker oh, that's position. That's a good, good call on Wasso. Yeah, he was a tough defensive player. So, yeah, offsides here on Aiden Wazak, or Adam Wazak that time, just jumped a hair too early. So, it brings up second down and five. Just starting the second quarter here, tied up at six points apiece. Williamston and St. John's. The Hornets with the football. Their sideline, the opposite side of us. We're in the auxiliary press box here. It's nice when you can have two press boxes. Out of the shotgun, Luke Mahaney. Fakes a run, passes it out on the left side to Dunkel. Dunkel fights to the 40-yard line. The Red Wings did a nice job of stringing that one out. Bailey Nobach was there to bring him down. Yeah, only about a two-yard gain on that. And it's pretty cool to see Williamson run, uh, run pass options out here. Even for high school, it's pretty advanced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really is fun to watch, for sure. 6-6 six, six is the score. Williamson and St. John's. We got third down and about three. The ball at the 40-yard line of St. John's. The Hornets going left to right as we see it here in the press box. Oh, we got most movement on the line. And again, offsides on the Red Wings. Now, now correct me if I'm wrong. Earlier on, when uh, Williamston jumped into that neutral zone, they didn't get the flag. They did not. And St. John's now did. They still didn't touch anybody, so probably referees uh, had a little COVID brain earlier on, too. <laughs> Even though it didn't hurt the Red Wings at all, as they ended up getting their first down. So that'll move the chains. First and 10 now, Williamston, from the 35-yard line of the Red Wings. And that's all you can hope for in situations like that where the ref makes a mistake that doesn't end up affecting the outcome of the game. Absolutely. First and 10, Williamston. Man goes in motion, Dunkel away from us. They'll run that way. The quarterback looks like Mahaney just going to run a quarterback keeper around that left end with the power play. Takes it across the 30-yard line, shoved out of bounds at right around the 29. C.J. Crum in on that tackle along with Joey Pendleton. 6-6 six, six ball game, Williamston and St. John's. We have 10.45 to go here in our first half. Second down and five from the 30-yard line of the Red Wings. Williamston with the football. They don't huddle up. They just look to the sideline for the play call. It's, pr it's pretty beneficial to not have as many people in the fans or in the stands when you do that, too. Yeah, a little quieter. 
Three wideouts over here this way. Man in motion coming at us. He gets the handoff. That is Sullivan Sparks. We haven't called his name much tonight. He has first down yardage close to the 20, though. Showed some of that fine rushing ability he has. Yeah, he stumbled a little bit on that carry, but was still able to turn it up for about six yards. Yeah, the way he's walking, I wonder if he's been banged up a little bit. You know, it has been kind of a weird year, you know, with not they, they practiced for a while and stopped for a while and then started back up. And if I'll tell you what, we're seeing a lot of that in the NFL. That's really only the second running play that Williamston's run unless you count those bobbled snaps. Yeah, good point. So out of the shotgun, man comes in motion at us. That's Dunkel. The quarterback will keep it himself this time around the right end. Oh. Puts the head down. He knew the hit was coming. Protected himself and protected the football. Number six, Eric Farrell came in and brought the quarterback fellow number six down, Luke Mahaney. Do we have any clarification on whether Sullivan Sparks' nickname is Sully? If so, I mean, that's one heck of a nickname, and Sully Sparks really rolls off the tongue. It is. It's definitely on our all-name team here so far this season. I have it on good sources. He's actually nicknamed Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe right. <laughs> so, hey, Sparky. <laughs> second down and seven coming up here for Sparky and the Hornets. <laughs> Sparky. Ball inside the 20-yard line. Sullivan comes over here in this right slot. Two wideouts the other way. Now Sully goes the other way. Faked it to him. Mahaney keeps it himself up the middle. Found a little opening. Cuts at the 5. The 10 inside the, at the goal line. Touchdown, Williamston. 18-yard touchdown run. Manufactured that one. Jared, you were talking about how St. John's had trouble last week against that off this type of offense. I think they just have trouble against this type of quarterback. Yeah, I, great run right there. He's impressed me a lot today. Yeah, he's, he's I, he really hasn't had an off-target throw, and I mean he's shown his legs the last couple plays. So they're going to run the kick team out there. Caden Plaxon in to kick it. I thought they might go for two. Left-footed kicker out of the hold of Mahaney. Good snap. Kick is up. It's up in the air, high enough, and through. So it's 13 to 6. Williamson takes the lead over St. John's with 9.14 to go here in the first half. Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor power you need to get the job done fast. Save on a new mower. Get rebates up to $500 on select models. Get end to summer deals and financing up to 0% for 48 months. The steel fall sale price is going on now. Pick up a new leaf blower or chainsaw at a great price. Mid-State Sales and Service. M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-State Sales and Service is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Hey, your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life, and to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Albion Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owners agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. 13-6, Williamson on top. A nice little drive there by the Hornets, capped off by the 18-yard run by the quarterback, Luke Mahaney. Here is the kick downfield. Paxton. Down the far sideline, Miller looks like he has it, brings it up across the 25 to about the 28-yard line where St. John's will have it first and 10. Postal Connections in St. John's, more than just a pack-and-ship store. 
Get business services like copying and faxing, plus printing supplies like ink and toner. Postal Connections, your local choice for professional promotional printing for letterhead, envelopes, brochures, and business cards. Get your packages where they need to go with shipping by FedEx, UPS, DHL, and U.S. Postal. Stop in to see the cool variety of gifts and products. Postal Connections, Southgate Plaza, U.S. 27 in St. John's, online at postalconnections207.com. Well, we had a little extracurricular over on that far sideline, a couple of personal fouls, one on each team. So that will uh, keep the ball right where it's at. Ball right around the 25-yard line. 13-6, to Williamston on top of St. John's. I wonder if everybody can do that many backflips on the cheerleading squad. <laughs> I don't know. They're pretty good, the St. John's girls. Yeah, she got three out of it. Not bad. Oh, they're going to take their t- take turns here. <laughs> Front flip this time around. Three. Nice. That All one right. blonde had like 12 of them, it looked Did like. Did she really? T formation, double tight ends. Here's a power play coming this way to Brock Miller. Fighting hard for yards. Breaks Whoa. the tackle. Breaks the line of scrimmage at the 40. The 50. It's a foot race. The 40. The 30. Stiff arms a man. Tries to cut back and can't quite do it. Touchdown saving tackle by Caden Plaxon. Oh, what a play by Plaxon. Tremendous play, and I'll tell you, Miller did everything he could to fend him off. Is that about 63-yard run right there yeah, by Miller? Right. And I don't know how he got past that line. Looked like he was going down, all of a sudden squirted out, and you're able to see some of that speed and that power all in one play. Broke two or three tack, would-be tacklers there, and then got into the secondary, and it was just a foot race, him and Plaxton. <coughs> and Caden did a great job. And if you were wondering if last week was a bit of uh, an anomaly, uh, he just t- passed his total yards for last week in one carry. Yeah. yeah. T formation from the nine. First and goal. Here is Teeple keeping it himself. Tried to get around the left end. We have a late penalty flag on the opposite side of the field. So Teeple got Teeple's got to the line of scrimmage. And see what this call is. Teeple's comes over to the sideline here. I'm not sure who it's on. The referees haven't been really uh, crisp on letting us know what the call is. Brock Miller seems to be nursing an injury of some sort on the sideline, or at least he's really fatigued. I, th- I don't blame him for being tired after that run. <laughs> I, think I, I got tired walking over to the press box. Oh, me too. <laughs> I, that was before guys, we hit the steps. <laughs> you guys didn't make a comment about bringing the van around. Next time. <laughs> I, that is not going to attest to that. Jared, get used to it. The that old man the, here. But the assistant to the athletic director didn't want to do it. So. Jared is the young guy. We should maybe make him carry the heavy equipment, don't you think, Bart? Is that part of part of the uh, rite not, of passage? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I will say, just to make it clear to the listeners, the walk was maybe about 200 yards. <laughs> it wasn't like we were walking uh, across the desert or something. Well, we could have cut across the end zone to get here. <laughs> hey, I may have made a comment, but you didn't hear me heavy breathing at least. <laughs> it's because of the mask. Yeah. Couldn't hear you <laughs> yep, the mask. Exactly. <laughs> So five yards against St. John's after all said I guess so. Back to the 14-yard line. Split backfield. First and goal from the 14 ball. Is that fumbled? Yeah, that was bobbled on that snap. Looks like he was able to recover it. Wow. You hate to see that happen when you have an electrifying run like Miller had. to get you inside the 10-yard line and then kind of 
self-destruct a little Penalties bit. Penalties and then a bot snap, yeah. And, I mean, how good is, is Caden Plaxton looking right now? I mean, if, if I'm Williamson's sideline, I'm giving him a sticker. <laughs> there you go. Helmet stickers. Play of the week. <laughs> we got a long way to go in this one, but that's definitely a contender. Teeples comes back to the huddle from the sideline. 13-6, to Williamson, 7.35 to go here in the second quarter. You're hearing it all live on Z92.5 here tonight. Split backs, double tights again. Wing back on the far side. Going right to left, the, the St. John's Red Wings. Counter trap play coming this way. Ball carrier knife down Conovell. Had a good head of steam going, but Williamson wasn't fooled. They had a couple of backs over on that side to contain. Yeah, real good job of containing right there. About a 10-yard gain by Conovell, but that wasn't designed for 10 yards. Was that 25 or, or 23? 4-yard gain, I'm sorry. Was it Conoval or was it Palmateer? I wasn't sure. We'll go with I think Conoval. that was 23, wasn't it? It was 23. Yep, Conoval. So Teeples to the sideline. Third down and goal. Back to the original line of scrimmage at the nine. And if you're St. John's offense, this is exactly where you don't want to be. Third and long. No. Well, just, let's see if they go to the airwaves or try to get outside. They'll go to the shotgun, a back on each side there of Teeples. Now they shift to a Wildcat. I never did see the snap. Did they snap it to Miller? I think we had yeah, some movement on the line. And that's one of those things in the Wildcat. Usually that Wildcat quarterback will still have the cadence, and it throws off the entire offensive line, and usually a lot of false starts will happen. Good call, and that's exactly what I think happened there. Yeah. False start on the Red Wings. So the flag goes against the Red Wings to see if they run the same type of play. That was obvious they were going to try and run a, the Wildcat to Miller and try to have a power play. Now we're back to third and goal from the 14-yard line. Got to be kind of thinking maybe Carson Peters might get a shot to try a field goal. 13-6 Williamson, but big play here. Brock Miller goes way out on the far side of the field. They'll send a wide out over here. Teeples rolls. Take a chance. Now cuts up the middle, has room. Gets to the five. Oh! Gets a crossing oh, Wagner throwing a penalty. You're kidding me. Calling a head-hunting penalty. I don't oh, know. Oh, man. He didn't leave his feet or anything. It was just a crushing block. You keep your head up. I mean, I realize this ain't hockey, but you keep your head up anyways. I mean, that was ridiculous. To, to play devil's advocate, it's not a necessary block to make, though. I will say that. Yeah. Much. I mean, it, well, he, the defender did have a good angle on Teeples from right here. I, you know, I think the block needed to be made. It wasn't like it was gratuitous, but mm. yeah, it, I didn't think it was uh, a peel back block or anything, blindside block, any of that kind of stuff. You it know, was nice. I'd love to see the film from here. He hit him awful hard, and I think that's why the laundry flew. But it looked like it was legal right to the chest. It was. You know, and you, you hate to see a penalty there, like you said, Jared. Devil's advocate. They're they're trying to. Play it, play it safe, caution-wise for health. And you're right; he didn't have to hit him hard. All he had to do really was screen him because he was in. Yeah. But it's too bad that play is wiped out. Nice job of Teeples with dancing around and faking on that too. Well, can they come up with another big play after that illegal block? Third and goal from the 19. Three wideouts on the far side. Murray Palmiter, the only back to the right of Teeples. Teeples will roll to his right, getting some pressure. Throws one up towards the... Oh, he has Wazak! Dives to the goal! Touchdown, St. John's! 19-yard connection, and how about that? That's, that series there had pretty much everything you want to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were due to score on that. 
Another great job by Teeples of avoiding the rush right there and just thinking on his feet. And Wozak with a nice dive into the end zone. Well, great play. And he barely made it, too. He got about a half a yard into the end zone when he was knifed down. So here's the uh, PAT attempt to tie it up. Carson Peters out of the hold of Teeples. Kick is up. Looks pretty good. Right at the scoreboard. And it is good. We're tied at 13 here with 5.58 to go in the half. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M20. One in St. John's, or visit HubTires.com. Save now during the fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. 1,300 trailers on 45 acres. Beck's is offering America's largest trailer selection, and you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers, plus take advantage of the easy financing program with payments from $69 a month. They work with many local and national lenders to get to the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Bex or visit Bextrailerstore.com. Well, at the end of the first quarter, Morris rolling over New Haven Merritt 24 to nothing. Thank you to Andy Flynn, our stringer, for that one. We'll also check Twitter periodically through the game, try to get you updated on some of the other scores throughout the area. Scorer that's important right here in this one, 13-13, St. John's and Williamston. Midway through this second quarter. Well, that was impressive. All the way around. That series that was inside the nine to start off with. Yeah, I know it ended up in, impressive. Let's put I know it that a team way. in blue and silver that uh, could learn a little bit from what <laughs> happened on that drive. We'll, we'll talk about that team a little bit at halftime. I can assure you of that. Yeah, it looked like they were shooting themselves in the foot, and they came back great on that drive. Here is the kickoff, the return up to about the 28-yard line, but we do have a penalty flag on the field. Victory Heating and Cooling, serving all of mid-Michigan, is proud to feature train heating and cooling products. Train has the right system for your home. Victory Heating and Cooling, Michigan's best HVAC installers and service crews in the business and would love and appreciate the opportunity to serve you in your home. Victory Heating and Cooling, featuring train products. The best team with the best products for your home. Visit victoryheatingandcooling.com or call 989-224-7171. Here's what I'll say about that last St. John's drive. It's just surprising to see Teeples as a wing T quarterback throwing a nice ball like that. It's almost like if you were, if you ever knew Brett Favre when he was in high school, he only threw four passes in high school because they ran a similar offense, a really? wing T style, four passes. Wow. So who knows? Maybe Teeples is a Brett Favre and he just doesn't have the opportunity to show Where it. Where did Favre end up at? Was it Southern, Southern Mississippi? Mass, yeah. yeah. And that's probably why. Yeah. A lot of the scouts didn't realize what he could do. Hall of Famer. So it'll be uh, the penalty win against Williamston. They'll start off at their own 18-yard line. Mahaney pulls it out of the fullback's gut and takes it around the left end for about a five-yard gain. Brought down there by C.J. Crum and Aiden Conaval. Also in on that hit was number 57, Bo Van Abel. 13-13 is the score. St. John's and Williamston. We're here at the Hornets Field. I know this is a memorial field. I didn't get the name of the gentleman it's named after, but beautiful facility, isn't it? 
Yeah, definitely. So it'll be second down now in about five yards to go here for the Hornets. Ball at the 23-yard line. Should have brought a little Windex for these windows. <laughs> <laughs> you have to look through it the whole time. Mahaney sends a man in motion at us. They'll run the counter play the other way. Sullivan Sparks tries to get around the left end, and Red Wings read that one real nice. Teeple's there in on the hit from that middle linebacking position. So really no gain there. Third down and, well, maybe a yard or so. They'll call it third down and three. This is a huge play, not only in terms of, you know, putting points on the board, but just wasting some time so St. John's can't go, you know, wing T offense on the other end if they get it back. Right. And if, if uh, the Red Wings can hold them here, St. John's would have some time yet to put some points on the board mm -hmm. before the half. Man in motion coming at us here. That is uh, Dunkel. Now he comes and sets. So they have two wideouts here on the near side. Going right to left. Dunkel goes back the other way. In motion. Gets the jet sweep around the other end. Cuts back against the green. Has first down yardage across the 35 to about the 37-yard line. So, again, good deception there by the Hornets, setting up one way and then sending Dunkel in motion, getting that jet sweep. Dunkel's really impressed me a lot tonight. You, we didn't hear a lot about him heading into the game, but he just looks like a total athlete, yeah. both on offense and defense. Had some defense. pretty good speed. Yeah. So they'll move the sticks. First and 10 from the 37, and as you said, it was a big play. Now it gives Williamston a little bit more time to operate with their spread offense. Single coverage over here on the wide receiver, Elijah Douglas. They'll run the quarterback keeper the other way, though. Mahaney keeps it for about a seven-yard gain to the 45-yard line, brought down by Conneval and Crum, along with Brad Burnish, coming over from his nose tackle position. And 32 yards right now for uh, Luke Mahaney, but figure in about negative 10 yards on his first two carries, a couple of bobbled snaps, and... You know, he's really the uh, the main show right now, rushing. Uh, Sullivan Sparks not haven't really seen him a whole Carried lot. Two, or two, three carry, times. two yeah. carries for seven yards so far. Three wide outs this way now. Man in motion comes at us. He gets the carry. The Red Wings run it well. Oh, yeah. Good open field tackle that time by number three, Jackson Williams. And that's just a misread right there by Mahaney. He's got to pull that up. Yep. And also good play by Williams from his defensive end position to stay to home. Turn it inside. So we're under three minutes to go here in the first half, tied up at 13, St. John's and Williamston. It's always interesting to see what those defensive ends can do to try to trick the quarterback. Seems like he kind of baited him in the hand of that one he off. He did, didn't he? Two wideouts this way, two the other way. Mahaney back to throw, oh. throws a pass up. It's complete to Douglas. Elijah takes it across midfield and has run out of bounds over on the far sideline there by Brock Miller, but he got enough for the first down, so still two minutes and 27 seconds to go here in the half. Both teams have all three of their allotted timeouts. Looked like Caleb Teeple's almost got a piece of that, too. It was close. So they start the clock, play clock back up. They set the chains. Williamson has it in St. John's territory at the 48. Trips over here this way to the other way. Empty backfield. It's Dunkel in motion. No, they send a man here. Quarterback keeps it. That's Mahaney, and he's stacked up at the line of scrimmage, and Williamston may call a timeout here. Let's see if they keep it going. We have two minutes to go. 
whenever Williamson sends that jet motion, keep an eye out for a play-action pass coming and a big bomb coming right over the top of St. John's defense. Their safeties are flying up right now. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Good call. Three wideouts this way. Mahaney, play action, throws one over the middle. It's up, it's caught. There it is. Inside the 20, Elijah Douglas takes it inside the 10 to about the 5. So a little play action. Nice Tony Romo-esque almost. Really? (laughs) We'll give it to you. Good call, young man. Well, you're not that far removed from being on the field itself. What, three years, four years? Yeah, three years. So, see if the Red Wings can dig in. Keep in mind, Williamson does have all three of their timeouts if they need them. First down and goal. Ball right around the seven-and-a-half-yard line. No huddle, but they take their time setting up and running their plays. They have two wideouts on this side, the tight end, the lineup, Porter on the other side. Mahaney hands it off this time up the middle into the end zone goes number three Austin Davis takes it in from we'll call it seven yards out yeah, just some power football after maximizing their use of all this space in this spread and uh, Davis just goes right hard and takes that one in from St. John's starting to get in a little trouble but they do get the ball back in the beginning of the uh, half they do but that play action pass killed them there in that drive very impressive drive by the way for Williamston they take the 19 to 13 lead the PAT attempt coming up Zach Painter kick is up left-footed kicker boots it up and in so we have 61 seconds to go here in the first half 20 to 13 Williamston leads it over St. John's Everyone in sports is in search of the elusive perfect game, making every shot, completing every pass, striking everyone out, getting each call right. That's right. Game officials enjoy the competition and seek perfection just like players do. If you still have that competitive streak and want to help kids by giving back, maybe becoming a high school official is for you. To register, log on to MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Ovid Service Agency and Auto Owners Insurance make a great team, and they're proud to serve Ovid and surrounding communities. Greg, Luke, and Jenny Martin, thank you for choosing Ovid Service Agency as your local auto owner's independent agent. Ovid Service Agency offering a wide range of policies to fit your insurance needs. Stop in and see them in downtown downtown Ovid or call 989-834-2288. Visit them online at ovidserviceagency.com and like them on Facebook. Ovid Service Agency, a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. I may have misspoke. That was Caden Plaxton on the PAT, and now he'll kick it downfield. Brock Miller bounces off his hands, goes into the end zone, almost went down with a knee at the one, comes back upfield and making a little bit out of nothing, brings it up to right around the 14-yard line. That could have been disastrous That could have been very, probably ill-advised to even try and return that one right there. Yeah. Puts you in a huge hole with only 52 seconds left. Well, if you're Williamston, you're going to try and make a quick stop, burn your timeouts, and force St. John's to punt it if you can. 52 seconds to go in the quarter. First half winding down, 20-13, to 13, Williamston on top. Yeah, and what a bad return like that does is, like you said, it gives Williamson the opportunity where if they want, they can call three timeouts and get the ball back right around midfield. 
I mean, I think you you should if you can stop them for sure. You ought to be thinking about that. Here's Wazak way out over here this way. Two wideouts each way. Teeple's going to go to the air. Fires the home run ball down the far sideline to Miller. Little contact. Good job by the refs not making a call there as Miller was in one-on-one coverage that time with number nine, Caden Plaxton. I like that call. You do or don't? I do. Yeah. Even though it does give Williamston now a little bit of yeah. a benefit without having to use the timeout. But, yeah, I agree with you. Get aggressive on No that. guts, no glory. 20-13. to 13. Williamston on top. Especially when they ha- they haven't been able to stop Williamston at all on offense. It, yeah. It's tough for them to just sit on the ball in this opportunity. Mm-hmm. So it'll be Wazak again, way out this way. Conovell in the slot. Teeples takes a snap. Throws a pass over on the far sideline to Miller this time. And then he steps out of bounds to stop the clock. Hmm. Must have been right on that sideline because it looked like he might have been able to cut it up for a little bit more yardage. They don't have to worry about the clock if you're coming up with third down. So clock is stopped. 39 seconds to go in this half. Third down and four now for the Red Wings. And again, both teams, all three of their timeouts. So a stop here would force St. John's to punt it. Teeples out of the gun, throws a pass to the sideline. Nobody there. Looked like it was maybe intended that time for Eric Farrell, but it's incomplete. So aggressive play here by St. John's, but still 34 seconds to go in the half. And now uh, Williamston, if they can get this punt in decent shape with their spread offense, can make some, some moves down the field with all three of their timeouts. 34 seconds to go here in the half. Seven-point Williamston lead. Adam Wazak takes a snap, boots one up. High wobbler. They let it bounce, and it's going to take a red wing roll to about the 31-yard line. So it'll be Williamston with the ball first and 10, leading it by seven right after this. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Tony Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick at Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC at M21 at Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, proud supporters of high school sports on C92.5 The Castle. Uh, the broadcast of tonight's game, copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZFM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game can take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5, The Castle, and Sportsnet Michigan. All right, 22 seconds to go here in the half. Luke Mahaney, what do you got, young man? Come on, Tony. I think the fact that the, that punt, that the it wasn't fielded on the fly, they lost about 20, 25 yards here. I wouldn't be surprised if Williamson just tries to run it and they run out the clock. Yeah. Well, they call timeout. They want to discuss what they want to do, so they burn the T.O. They're first. Clock remains 22 seconds to go in the first half, 20 to 13, Williamson. Fast Eddie's has 16 locations around the state, and they all offer great products and services they have become famous for. And you trust. 
Purchase Fast Eddie's Valvoline synthetic oil and filter change and get a free pair of Valvoline wiper blades on the spot. And they'll install them for free. That's a $20 value. Or choose a free Valvoline fuel system cleaner and enjoy improved engine performance and better gas mileage. Only from Fast Eddie's Car Wash and Oil Change Centers, Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Quick score, Corona leads Clio 22-6 to with, uh, well, it says 419 to play in the first, so it's probably a little bit behind, but the Cavaliers putting some points on the board. Trying to get a bounce-back win after their 25 nothing loss a week ago. And if I'm Corona, I'm just looking to build to playoffs. They have a very favorable, favorable district. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit at half. Empty backfield, Mahaney back to throw out of the gun. Over the middle, he has a man open, Dunkel. Miller was there to defend if he would have caught it. Teeple was, Teeples was trying to drop back. Not a bad pass that time. Yeah, St. John's has shown a lot of susceptibility to that pass right over the middle, too. Yeah. Haven't been able to defend it all night. So clock stops with 17 seconds to go in a half. Williamston on top by seven. Just shows how much trust Kirsten has in his quarterback. Yeah. Well, he's back for a second year at the controls, and he definitely looks confident. Now they're just going to take the shotgun snap and kneel down. And so we're going to go to the halftime locker room. Both teams will make their adjustments. And, uh, you know, five timeouts left on the clock. You don't usually see that at half, but they can't take them with them, but it doesn't matter. we got ourselves a heck of a game here. 20-13. to 13. Williamston leads it here over St. John's, and you're hearing it all live on Z92.5. With that, we'll send things back to the studios for about a nine-minute break. The station serving Shiawassee, Clinton, and Gratiot Counties, Z92.5, The Castle, WJSC, Ashley Owasso. You deserve the best possible medical care for you and your loved ones. At Memorial Healthcare, that's what we deliver. We are the only hospital in mid-Michigan to earn an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. By making you our number one priority, we're number one in safety and number one in quality in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours. The choice is clear. The choice is Memorial Healthcare. At Memorial Healthcare, we are committed to the safest and highest quality care for every patient. You are our number one priority because you deserve the best for yourself and your loved ones. Only one hospital in mid-Michigan earned an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. That's Memorial Healthcare. We are number one in safety and number one in quality care in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours. The choice is clear. The choice is Memorial Healthcare. Hi, this is Neil Huffnagel, superintendent and high school principal at Fowler Public Schools. I'd like to thank our sponsors for supporting our Fowler High School Student of the Month program here on Z92.5 The Castle. Go Eagles! This month, we welcome back all Fowler High School students and teachers with wishes for a healthy and prosperous school year. Keep listening for your Fowler High School Student of the Month updates. Brought to you by Journey Federal Credit Union. Rake in the savings with Journey Federal Credit Union and put a little extra cash in your pocket. For a limited time, you could save 2% or more off your current rate when you refinance a qualifying loan with Journey FCU. Plus, applying for a loan with Journey FCU is just a click or call away. Don't let this limited time refinance special pass you by. Call them at 989-227-3710 or check them out online at journeyfcu.org to apply today. 
If you prefer, you can always stop by. They would love to see you. Not a member? Not to worry. If you live, attend school, work, or worship in Clinton, Gratiot, or Shiawassee County, or have a relative who is already a member, stop in and start your journey today. Journey FCU has three community locations in St. John's, Fowler, and Ovid. Offer applies to auto, motorcycle, RV, boat, and personal loans. See Credit Union for complete details and restrictions. JFCU is federally insured by the NCUA. COVID review and how to follow the action. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to a new season of This Week in High School Sports. Hi, I'm Mark Ewell. MHSAA Executive Director. And I just want to share a few thoughts with you regarding sports in the pandemic. Over the last six months, it's been a unique time for all of us. This literally has been a once in a generation experience for us all. Since last March, the MHSAA has been looking for that way where we can get back to activity safely. COVID is very real. All of us need to continue to do all the right things in terms of wearing a mask and staying socially and physically distant when we can. But also, a big part of that health and safety message of the MHSAA is also for our student athletes' mental health and overall wellness. Since last March, our kids have had almost nothing that has been normal in their lives. Social relationships around kids at school, enjoying a meal in the cafeteria, being in class, all of those things that forever we just took for granted is being in junior high or in high school. Sports this fall, and with all of our fall sports being able to move forward, we're hoping that this one thread of normalcy can be what our kids need right now as we try and move forward through this pandemic. It's important to know that the MHSAA will continue to follow all executive orders Everything that Governor Whitmer is doing through these times of the pandemic, we will follow. Executive Order 160 back in early August really created some issues for all of us in those fall sport plans. With football, it really stopped us from moving from that first week of practice from helmets only to fully padded practice. It's also that same order that put a pause on our young women getting back into the gyms and the pools for volleyball and swim and also stopped soccer competition in most of our state. With the new EO-176 last week, we were now able to move forward with all of our fall sports. And we believe wholeheartedly that the safest and best place for our kids is in our school-based programs. With our professional educators that always put the health and safety of our kids, COVID, wellness, and mental health all of those factors first in, keep, in keeping everyone as safe and healthy as possible. There's going to be more challenges for all of us ahead. While we're back to activity, this fall will certainly look different than any fall has in decades. Keep supporting each other. Keep supporting our kids. Keep supporting those adults who are putting themselves out there in these uncertain times to be that foundation and that rock that our kids need, regardless of that sport. If we can all keep pulling together and keep doing the right things, we'll be able to add more and more threads of normalcy to our kids' lives and all of our lives as the fall turns to winter 
in winter turns to spring. The way that last school year ended was awful for everyone. The pandemic was so new to us, and with spring sports coming to an end, that was a really difficult decision. 2021 is going to be different, but hopefully we can make it a great and unique year. Thanks. Be the Referee with Brett Rice and Sam Davis will join us next week. We'd like to close today with some information about how fans can follow the action of their favorite teams during this time of limited spectatorship because of the pandemic. Of course, there's always over 100 radio stations and internet audio outlets like the one you're listening to right now, which have brought you the action, some for nearly 80 years, a true staple of the Friday night experience. But there's a growing online presence with video. Nearly 300 schools in Michigan have, or will have, Pixelot cameras installed for stadiums and gymnasiums during this new school year, so you can watch on the NFHS Network and MHSAA TV. A 10.99 subscription covers a month, and you can watch live action from across the state and across the country on your computer, your handheld device, and on Roku. A number of other schools are using platforms like Facebook Live and YouTube so that displaced fans can also watch. Check with your local school to see how you can enjoy the action. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, a production of the MHSCA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. So you want to have some fun, but still respect social distancing? The Emerald Golf Course welcomes you to one of the most beautiful and relaxing settings around. Upgrade your game with the i3 experience. The Emerald's high-tech carts come equipped with GPS and interactive applications. Enjoy the latest in player assist apps like real-time yardage with distance of the pin and hazards, 3D virtual hole layout, electronic scorecard and scorekeeping, and so much more. Looking for some weeknight league fun with no commitment? Come out Wednesdays for the wine and whiskey two-person scramble. Check in at the pro shop between 5.30 and 6. Your twosome will get paired up with another twosome for only $20 each, which includes your golf, weekly skins, and prizes. Today is a perfect day for golf, and the Emerald is the perfect place to take on the Lynx. Book your tee time today by calling 989-224-6287 or online at emeraldgolfcourse.com. Hi, this is Katie, Director of Golf and Event Planning at the Emerald Golf Course. We are committed to bringing you the same exceptional quality experience you expect and are dedicated to the safety of our loyal customers and staff. Thank you for choosing the Emerald Golf Course. Make golf social distancing and be listening for exciting news as we bring some changes for the season. Discover why the Emerald Golf Course is known as the gem of mid-Michigan. Make golf social distancing and be sure to like the Emerald on Facebook. Victory Heating and Cooling, serving all of Michigan, is proud to feature Train Heating and Cooling products. Train has the right system for your home. Victory Heating and Cooling has Michigan's best HVAC installers and service crews in the business and would love and appreciate the opportunity to serve you and your home. Victory Heating and Cooling, featuring Train products, the best team with the best products for your home. Visit our website at victoryheatingandcooling.com or call us today at 989-224-7171. That's 989-224-7171. If you listen for the player of the game tonight, brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen and follow and catch tonight's replay at Three Point Pod. And the drive of the game tonight will be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan area athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. 
Well, we are at the half, 20 to 13. Williamson leads it here over St. John's, an entertaining first half of football here. In the first quarter with 9.18 to go, Williamson struck first. An exciting 80-yard pass from Luke Mahaney to Cade Conley. PAT was blocked, but they took a six-zip lead. St. John's countered, though, with a beautiful drive downfield, scoring with 26 seconds to go in the first quarter. A one-yard dive by Aiden Conavell. And their PAT was blocked, so we had a 6-6 ball game heading into the second quarter. And Williamston started it off with 9.14 to go in the quarter. An 18-yard scramble by quarterback Luke Mahaney. The PAT was good by Caden Plaxton, made it 13-6. And then uh, about midway through that second quarter, a 19-yard pass from Teeples to Caleb Teeples to Adam Wazak. That was a wild sequence of plays as they had the ball first and goal at the nine, got penalized a couple times. And then uh, on a desperation heave, he found Wazak right down at the goal line for the score. Carson Peters kicked it up to tie it up at Baker's dozen each. And then with a minute one to go in the half, Austin Davis took it up the middle for a seven-yard run. The Caden Plaxton PAT made it a 2013 game, and that's where we're at right now. How about statistics, Bart, man? Well, not a whole lot of yards uh, for either team, but... Uh some pretty good stats a couple of breakaway players that are definitely candidates for our uh, player of the game tonight uh williamson being led by uh luke mahaney the quarterback nine carries for 49 yards and a touchdown of course austin davis one carry for seven yards and a td uh sullivan sparks better known as sparky two carries tonight <laughs> for uh for seven yards and uh, Luke Mahaney definitely getting it done in the air as well. 6-9 for 158 yards and a touchdown. 133 total yards for Williamston. Uh, St. John's being led on the ground by Brock Miller. Definitely coming back from last week's disappointment. Uh, only six carries in a, and 89 yards tonight. Uh, Aiden Conaval, very impressive as well. Six carries for 17 yards and a touchdown. 124 yards on the ground for the Wings. And uh, Caleb Teeple's not doing too bad in the air either. Uh, three for five, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, we're looking at 124 total. No, I'm sorry, 164 total yards for St. John's. So St. John's actually outgaining them. Um, I wish we could uh, keep track of time of possession because they definitely had the advantage with that like they did last week. But I'm just excited that we've got a uh, seven-point ball game at halftime. Yeah, Williamson up by seven. St. John's gets the football to start the second half. Both teams playing their brand of football. Should see an exciting second half of play. By the way, we do have some scores for you to pass along. Lake Fenton leads Owasso 32-6 to at the half. It's Corona over Clio 36-6. to That was about midway through the second quarter. Montrose a 21-0 lead over Chesanine. And Morris continues their eight-man dominance. They lead uh, North Haven Merritt 45 to zip. Well, we are at half, 20 to 13. We're going to play our little sequence of uh, sports forum slash three-point podcast. And uh, first topic, I see today Pac-12 finally got it together. They're going to start playing in November. So we're actually going to have a full college season limited on the amount of games. We all happy for that? Fill up the till. Overall, I'm happy about it. I mean, you can't help but wonder why they didn't just start 100% everybody at the same exact time. I mean, it's kind of hindsight. It's 2020, but at least they're playing football. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the whole thought process was to play it safe, and we've talked about it before, Big Ten. And really, the Big Ten, I think, was the leader, and the Pac-10 followed along, thinking that everybody else was going to bail out. Well, guess what? They didn't. 
And now we're, we're in this weird situation where, you know, Pac-12 is going to start in November. What's it really going to have? What kind of effects is it really going to have on the national championship? I think one thing that's going to be kind of interesting is some of these uh, schools from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 maybe won't be as sloppy in the bowls. I mean, you see a lot of sloppy football because of these layoffs. Maybe that's going to be, uh, make them a little bit crisper when it comes to the New Year's time. That's yeah. a good thought. I can actually see that as well. I mean, because normally what teams will have, and like the ACC who started right on time this year, they're going to have about a month yeah. before those bowl games kick off, whereas the Pac-12, they're rolling right into it. They're rolling into it. The Big Ten, too. I mean, they'll have, what, a week or so, but then they'll be into the bowl schedule. Also, in high school football, we gave you the scores we have here today. New Lothrop looks like they're going to continue to roll uh, as they downed Byron last night, 61 to nothing. And today the MHSA just came out with the district draws. And very interesting with all the teams in 11-man football being in action. And uh, it's it's going to be cool to see. Yeah, everybody's making it. And uh, what is New Lothrop going to be in, seven? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let me double check it. Uh, with whatever they're in, if they're seven or eight, they're going to dominate. Yeah. At least to the semifinals, I think. Yeah, it would appear they're going to be... And seven right there. And they're matched up with a, with a, a lot of area teams, actually, which is kind of interesting to see. Perry, Perry Byron, Lanesburg. Right. That would be nice if they go all the way to the semifinals before they play PW. I, I don't think you they're know. in PWs. Did PW move oh, up? Oh, no, they are in the same one. They're yeah. on the opposite side of this bracket, but, okay. yeah, they are in Division 7. They PW has Ithaca in that district as well, so we'll see what happens there. Grand Rapids, North Point, Christian. I don't know if they're a... Are they a dominant type of football program, Jared, as you lived over there on the west side of the state? They're a mediocre team. I mean, in terms North of... North Muskegon, maybe? Mediocre, no, too? No, North Muskegon, just okay. Uh, the thing that is interesting to see with this playoff format is it's going to be interesting to see how all these teams play. We're going to have so many... Everyone's going to make the playoffs, and we're going to have so many playoff games that I think it's, it might honestly be for the better. Mm-hmm. I think we like it in high, school, in high school basketball where everyone makes a playoff like a March Madness type deal. I think that's kind of what it's going to be like this year for football. Yeah, and we'll see. I mean, we talked to Jeff Kimmerly about it on Three Point Pod. And, you know, who knows? If it goes well, they may, they may eventually just do that, have an eight-game regular season and let everybody into the playoffs. Well, I hope that the week after Thanksgiving, we've got reservations inside a press box. <laughs> you got that right. We've had a couple of cold experiences, both as far as the weather and the reception we've got at some of these places during the playoffs. What, so. was, that? what was that Detroit school they stuck us out in the stands? They had to know well, it was Loyola. Right yeah, it, was, Loyola. it was U of D Jesuits Field. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. It was about one of the most cold nights I have ever sat outside on steel bleachers in my life. And we walked away with a couple of fans and some friends. We did. <laughs> hey, I would say you guys are better for it. It makes you appreciate being in the booth that much more. That's sure. very true. Well, yeah. Do we all appreciate the Detroit Lions? Let's talk a little bit about the Lions now. 0-2. Jared, you're, you're the resident gambler. What, what's your feel for, you know, they never beat Arizona out out there in Arizona. Lions are 0-2. They're in that desperation mode. Is this a typical Lion team that could go out there and, and screw everything up and win? You pretty much read my mind, and I think you read a lot of people's mind. Arizona is actually the number one bet team this week. And you know whenever that's the case, it's always, always going to go the opposite way. But the only thing is, is they're a six-point favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Detroit by a last-second field goal or something like that, and everyone's upset. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you look at the stats historically, I don't think Detroit's ever beat them out there, have they? They have never won in the desert. I yeah, I, th- I think you're right on that. It's, it's sad but true. And you think about how lousy some of these Cardinals teams have yeah. been 
over the over well since they moved from St. Louis. I mean, right. haven't had a whole lot of a, a success more than Detroit, of course. But uh, I think they made a Super Bowl at one time. But yeah, they uh, Galladay is going to be the difference maker. He's coming back. <laughs> Karrion Johnson's going to prove everybody wrong. It's going to be, I tell you what, it's going to so. be amazing this Sunday. I uh, can't wait. And also, before we get to the second half. I get to sleep in, too, and watch it on the West Coast feed. NBA playoffs in the bubble, how awesome is it? I mean, you know, it's, Lakers Nuggets, Lakers up 3-1, but it's been a great series. Heat and Celtics, they're tipping off as we speak just about. Another great series, but Heat really is. What a team. And the storyline from the Heat is, I mean, Tyler Hero. And what's crazy, and it, it makes you feel like a loser a little bit. I mean, the guy's 20 years old. I'm 21. <laughs> he's, he's, he's balling out on, you know, guys who have been in the NBA. My idols, Kemba Walker, guys like that. He's, he's lighting them up. So it's kind of a little bit sad to think about that. Uh, I'm not quite to his level. Well, here's what's even probably more sad. At least you probably knew who the guy was coming out of the draft. I never even heard of him until the playoffs. I go, what? 20 years old? And he was like, what, the 13th pick or something? Yep, 13th pick right out of Kentucky. And what's funny about his backstory is he was, you know, Wisconsin born and bred and was going to go to Wisconsin for the longest time and then flipped. And he looks like a typical second. Wisconsin type yeah. of player, you know. And then he flipped at the last second and went to Capillary. Capillary got him. Yep. Whatever his name is. Calipari. Calipari. Isn't that uh, Jay Cutler's like old ex-girlfriend or Capillary. You've been watching that a little bit on E? I was thinking of John Capaletti. <laughs> That's way before your time. Yeah. Well, we're ready for second half play here with Jared Fattel. And Bart Matthews, I'm Ted the Sports Guy. We got a 20-13 to 13 Williamston lead here. The Hornets will kick it off, so St. John's will get their hands on the ball. Red Wings will go from right to left as we see it here, or east to west to be exact. And we're getting ready for some second-half football here on the Castle. By the way, next week we have Chessonine and Ovid Elsie, our Castle Game of the Week. Brock Miller bobbles it. Oh, he loses the handle. Finally picks it up. Puts the head down and brings it up to about the 20. Averted a major disaster there. Ted Welder, Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car. With no problem, auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance. A proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, which is all area high school athletes. Good luck this season. Actually, that was Bailey Nobach on that bobble and return. First and 10, St. John's from the 20. Here's Miller, takes it across the 22, up to close to the 25-yard line. Rugby tackle there by everybody on Williamson's team coming in to <laughs> grab. Good hard run by Brock Miller. Avery Lott was the first one there for Williamston on the tackle. It's reassuring, if I'm a St. John's fan, that they didn't come out in the second half like they did last week, just an entirely different offense, Wildcat, where it seems like Schmidt must like what he saw in the first half, and they just got to come out and execute. Yeah, I tend to agree with him there, too. I mean, it was a typical St. John's first half. They're behind by six, or seven, rather, but, uh, you know, they played their style of football the whole way. Here's Teeples with a handoff. Gets it over to the running back between right guard and tackle. Quick hitter up the middle. That was Murray Palmatier on that carry up the gut. I love the fakes that St. John's has where it's so deceiving. Those are my favorite type of wing T teams, the ones yeah. where everyone carries out their fakes 30 yards down the field. A little yeah. bit tougher for you, though. It took us a number of years to figure out it was a wing T and not the Veer, right, Mark? The Veer. <laughs> I always thought it was the Veer. And Mara G himself schooled us on that one. <laughs> he did. 
<laughs> so first and ten. Split backfield. Wing over here this way. Brock Miller gets the handoff. Dancing around a little bit, and Williamson came up quickly to bring him down. Yeah, I think the part of the reason why I always thought it was the Veer myself was just because of the way they did the options. A lot of belly series. Mm -hmm. They don't run as many of those anymore, which I'm, I'm kind of happy about. I think they're kind of a weak play in mm -hmm. this day and age. Nate Holcomb is in on that hit along with Jackson Newman. So second down and about seven. The ball at the 39-yard line of St. John's couple minutes into this second half, a seven-point Williamson lead. Eric Farrell way out on the far side. Quick pitch in the backfield to Brock Miller. Cuts back against the green. Good slashing move there. Gets close to a Red Wing first down. Good old-fashioned student body right, right there. Yep. Nice gain by Miller. Close to the first down. Zach Painter brought him down about a yard short. They'll put the ball down right at the 45-yard line of St. John's. Coach Andy Schmidt looking at his play card there, making the call over to his quarterback, Teeples, now. Clock moving with 9.30 to go here in the third quarter. Seven-point Williamson lead. You know, with the window open here, I mean, it sounds a little bit like a high school crowd out here, even though it's a little sparse. St. John traveled very well here tonight. Inside trap play, Red Wings should have enough for the first down there. It's almost better to be a visiting team in COVID era because it's, it makes the stands look a little bit more full on your side. <laughs> yeah. More momentum on your yeah, side. Good side. point. Did you see who carried that ball? I didn't catch the number. I think it was... Uh, Conaval that time. So anyway, we'll, we'll give, give it, it to him. We'll give it to Conaval. Sure. Another, our, our another first stat. down for <laughs> Kyron Evil number nine. First and ten. That's the main thing for the Red Wings. They're getting near midfield. Maybe we should be out in the elements. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen anything yet, man. I can't see very good at all. Here is Teeples with it. People think I'm kidding when I say I'm guessing half the time. <laughs> Caleb Teeples bobbled that snap. Went forward for a, some positive yardage to the 50-yard line. So ball going to be put down right at the 50. Eight and a half minutes to go here in the third quarter. 20 to 13, Williamson on top. Almost four minutes for the Red Wings, and they are not yet to midfield. <laughs> Making nice. the most yeah, of the heck gridiron. Yeah. So second down and eight. Ball at the 50. Caleb Teeple's under center now, split backs, wing over here this way. Here is Brock Miller, has it, gets across the 50 to about the 47. I think Williamson was saying he fumbled it, but he was down. Is that so, Miller or Palmateer on that one? Looks like pa no, Palmateer. I it, was it? I thought yeah. it was Miller. Well, you know, you got two broadcasters trying to figure it out. <laughs> Paul Matier's walking a little gingerly, too. If okay, you here's another assignment for you, Jared. You got the youngest eyes. Keep us <laughs> honest on who carries the ball. Uh, I would. Problem with that, nearsighted. Can't quite oh. see things far away. <laughs> oh, great. Don't have the glasses tonight either. This so is bad. You guys are alone in that one. Yeah, we are all bad. It's like three blind guys grabbing an elephant here. Split backfield. We had a hard count, and we had a Williamson player jump into the neutral zone. And again, referee had to be kind of talked into it as people stood up and pointed. And then they finally threw the flag. So it's going to go against the Hornets. Should be a St. John's first down. It looked like they were third and about four and a half. It will be a first down. 
Haven't seen a whole lot of penalties from the Hornets tonight. I think only a second or third. Well, the big play of the night so far was the 80-yard pass from Luke Mahaney to Cade Conley for the first touchdown, but we've had some other exciting plays, including a 19-yard pass from Caleb Teeples to Adam Wazak. So they'll move the chains. St. John's wanted to get the play underway before they put the sticks down. Come on, boys, hustle on that chain, gang. It's a thankless job down there. It At is. Best, maybe they're just getting some hot dogs. It's a thankless job, but it's the best seats in the house. Here is Teeples' play action. Rolls to his right. It gets around the right end, has about a four or five yard gain, dives up to about the 35. And, you know, we've, we've mentioned already in this drive, this is St. John's football right here. Five yards a crack, use up clock. Second down and five coming up here for the Red Wings. Nice little run around that right end there by Teeples. Don't forget three-point podcast, three sports guys, three generations, three hot takes. Join me, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Jared Fattel, my partner here. A Fat Stack Sports. Follow us at Three Point Pod. If I'm Williamson, I'm a little bit worried about the edge contain on every single rollout. It seems like Teeple's been able to turn the corner whenever he wants. Yeah, and watch out for some misdirection with an inside handoff somewhere along the way, too. Here is uh, Brock Miller across the 35 to 34. Looks like number 45. Zach Painter planted him to the turf that time. Painter's been delivering some big hits tonight. Yeah, he's a pretty solid yeah. specimen there. You know, again, no heights or weights listed, but very solid linebacker for the Williamston Hornets. I don't know why they always have to keep that stuff secret. I don't know. It's it definitely is one of those things that irks me. Yeah. Media relations. Well, not only that, fans want to know. Yeah, you know, he get the assistant to the athletic director. <laughs> have <laughs> him get, provide weights yeah, tonight. Yeah, darn it. Split backs again. It's Brock Miller. Up the middle again, cuts right, that. spins past one man, still on his feet. Boy, he runs hard. He has first down yardage. Spins across the 30 to about the 25-yard line. And another one of those plays where it looks like he should have been brought down. Plenty of green shirts to do it, and he ends up gaining an extra three or four yards from that initial contact. I'm going to be really interested to see what position Brock Miller plays at the next level. I'm sure he's getting recruited by a lot of you know schools because he's he's kind of tall and he's not necessarily a power back and he seems like he's a really good pass catcher. So I could see you know maybe a fair state or somebody like that using him in the slot. I'm sure he's on the radar a little bit. I would agree. Split backs. Here is the handoff this time in the backfield to Aiden Conaval. He gets down to about the 20, maybe the 19 yard line where he's finally run down. Yeah, this Red Wings line is starting to <laughs> starting to take over here in this quarter. Impressive drive here to start this third. Trailing it seven by seven minutes right now. Yeah. yeah. Trailing Williamston twenty to thirteen, but trying to knock it into that west end zone. So second down and about five. Coming up the ball at the twenty yard line of Williamston. Caleb Teeple's up under center now. Split backs again. Here is the handoff. Brock Miller stood up shy of the 15-yard line. Avery Lott was there. Zach Painter. Also, Jacob Dunkel in on that hit. Clock continues to move. Four and a half minutes to go here in this quick-moving third quarter. Third down and almost two. We'll call it one and a half. Ball you, down about the 16. You can see why this type of offense would be conducive to St. John's, especially when you have one heck of a wrestling program and then a lot of farm boys out there. Oh, yeah. A lot of size. 
Yeah, and they definitely yeah, aren't shy. a pretty shy. good mixture for a good offensive line, isn't it? They always hit the weights hard. So a third down and a couple. A little confusion here on setting up. Teeples takes a snap. Here's the handoff. Palmatier maybe to about the 15. I think he's going to be short. So it's going to be a fourth down decision here for Andy Schmidt. But I think you got to go for yeah. it. Lot the middle linebacker in on that hit. Now you're looking at a 32-yarder. Last fourth and one they had, they went hard count and then fullback dive right in the That's middle. right. Was that the same one with a hard count and a jumped offside? They didn't call it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was. It was the non-call. Yep. Split backs. Teeples comes up to the line. Oh, he there draws him in there again. again. Where's the flag? Seriously. Are they just going to go right back to it? Yep. Same call again. Teeples takes a snap this time. Oh, late handoff. It never got yeah. off. Handed it off that time to Murray Palmatier. You know, we were talking before about it's always great when the uh, official misses a call and it doesn't affect the game. Right. That one right there affected the game. There was two guys that had jumped I mean, in, that, in that neutral zone. But it, Williamson, give them credit. They held yeah. hold them off. Oh, absolutely. So we have 3 3 to go here in the third. I will say, it doesn't seem like Schmidt is too upset about the no call on the sideline, which would make me think maybe, you know, we don't have the best angle up True. here. Maybe they didn't totally jump off sides. Could be. Well, I got this side angle on this window, <laughs> and it, it actually, <laughs> you can actually see pretty much what was going on in the neutral zone. They definitely jumped off. So, yeah, you make the call. They jumped off definitely on that. <laughs> and a couple of... Couple of nice angles tonight. I, I saw that. Back, uh, and there you go. Twenty to thirteen. I like Judge Dredd over here. <laughs> Not Judge Judy. No. Mahaney, out of the gun, throws a swing pass out to Dunkel on the far side. Red Wings read it well, but Dunkel stays on his feet. Should have been a no gain, and he instead kicks it upfield for about five or six yard gain on that far sideline. Wazak was there and on the hit along with Bailey Nobach. It's huge for Williamson to get at least one first down here just to give their defense at least a breather. Yep. Time-consuming drive by St. John's. No points on the board, and that fourth down play just didn't go the way they drew it up. It was a kind of a tough handoff, too. It wasn't clean. So second down now and about four for Williamson. They lead it by 7, 20 to 13, to 18 and counting here to go in the third. Mahaney takes a snap, runs the quarterback, keeper around the left end, puts the head down, has the first down. So that'll temporarily stop the clock, and they'll set the chains and get a new set of downs. He is an impressive-looking quarterback. He is. And just to go back to that last fourth down just for one last second, I mean... Mm -hmm. Schmidt's one heck of a coach, but I just happen to disagree a little bit just with what happened to the old school just quarterback sneak, especially when you have a QB the size of Teeples. I mean, you got to think that he'd be able to get at least half a yard. Lean right over, yeah. Yeah, you would think. So you don't see that a lot in high school football. No. That's the pivotal play so far. I mean, Williamson up by seven. St. John's, if they could have kept that drive going, potential of uh, tying this thing up. Now it's back to Williamson, first and ten. Ball to 27. They're up by seven. Here is Sparky taking it around the left end. Has first down yardage as Sullivan Sparks gets about 12 yards on that gain up to about the 40-yard line. That's Sparks, only his third carry. What did he have last week, 170 yards, something so, like yeah. that? 
He might be banged up. I think you're right about that. You haven't seen him a whole lot tonight. Well, he had 73 yards last week. 73? Yeah. Oh, I thought he said he had 173. So, again, I'll send a wide out. He's got 19 tonight on three carries. Down to a minute 15 to go here in the third. Mahaney throws a pass out, swing pass out in the far side. Dunkel again, who's been impressive, receiving the ball here tonight. He's having a nice game. Nice play fake right there. And Dunkel with all kinds of space. Mm-hmm. Good yards after the catch. And, you know, Jared pointed out before, that play right there makes him very susceptible to a big pass over the middle. And how do you defend this, you know? Yeah. In, in high school ball, when you got five wideouts, it's pretty difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're able to, to make use of space, which this offense does, very hard to defend unless you can just fly to the ball. So second down now in about five. Williamson with the ball. They have it at their own 45-yard line. Leading it by seven. There's a little counter play here. Sparks around the left end. Has first down yardage across midfield to about the 45. Brock Miller brings him down along with Eric Farrell over there. Sparky's starting to come alive here. <laughs> starting to spark it up. Yes, he yeah, Well, I don't know about that. I don't think the, I don't think the coaching staff would be happy about that. No, prob- probably not. 45-yard <laughs> line. They have it in St. John's territory. Now, Williamston with the seven-point lead. Quick move in third quarter here on Z92.5. 20-13, the Hornets lead it. St. John's has won the two previous meetings between these two schools. So it'll be Mahaney sends Sparks in motion away from us. They fake it to him. Mahaney rolls around the left corner, has some yardage, has first down yardage and more illegal block. Yeah, you can see that from here. Now, that was a big-time block in the back right there. Just a blatant shove right in front of the officials. Right in front of the Williamson bench, too. So, yeah, that one's coming back. It nullifies a real nice run around that left end by Luke Mahaney. So, clock is stopped with 16 seconds to go here in the third. Hornets up seven. And penalties like that are just total drive killers. Look, Williamson is doing whatever they wanted up until this point. You know, that's interesting. We were talking about classic St. John's, and the one thing that the Red Wings always did under Marigy, win or lose, they always made huge defensive adjustments at yeah. halftime. Yep. Well, we'll see what they can do here. It'll be uh, fir- first down and about 12 where they put it down, it looks like. Spot foul. Now they're moving the, moving the ball back a little further, close to midfield. So we'll call it the 49-yard line of St. John's. Williamson needs to get it to the 35 of the Red Wings. Yeah, and St. John's definitely made some adjustments here thus far, but let's hope that they are able to stop Williamson right here because, as millennials say it, Kirsten's pretty much in his bag right now. <laughs> is, that what the, is that what the kids are saying nowadays, huh? Whenever a uh, uh, coach is kind of just dialing it up, it's what I like to call in his bag. <laughs> so what's the mo- difference between a millennial and a, and a Generation Z? Well, we'll get to that. As Here's a completed pass to Dunkel at the 30, the 20, down to about the 15. And... Uh, well, that Mahaney-Dunkel combination has been money this half. Sure has. Well, I think, Jared, technically, 21-year-old, is that Gen Z, technically? Do you know? It crosses over. It's both a Gen Z saying and a millennial one. Okay. So, so millennials are wise, right? 
Yeah. I don't know. It seems like millennials kind of is a broad term that gets used whenever somebody messes something up. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of when I was a kid and had a guy driving down Saginaw Street. We're we're out in the out in the street playing frisbee. Guy rolls down his window and yells at us. Calls us skateboarders. <laughs> like he thought that was like some what a hooligan term. Like oh man, those skateboarders. Like skater boys. <laughs> skateboarders. Uh, not no skateboard anywhere near us. Well, that was the last play of the third quarter. So twenty to thirteen after three here on Z ninety two five. The millennials of the nineties, I guess. Uh, like with any sports team, people make the difference, and that's why Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso is number one with expert advice, problem solving tips, and friendly, helpful attitude. Quality American brand name appliances like Whirlpool, Maytag, Frigidaire, and GE, plus Toshiba, LG, and many other television brands. You owe it to yourself to check out Gilbert's selection and low prices. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance in downtown Owasso, proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons. They have three certified arborists on staff, and they offer the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online, ferrellstree.com, 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Hey, you deserve the best medical care for you and your loved ones. At Memorial Health Care, that's what they deliver. Memorial is the only hospital in mid-Michigan to earn an A for safety and a four-star rating for quality care from national organizations. By making you their number one priority, their number one in safety, and number one in quality in mid-Michigan. The choice is yours and the choice is clear. The choice is Memorial Health Care. William Graham Tax and Accounting in Corona have been serving mid-Michigan since 1985. We'll get back to William Graham right after this. First play of the fourth quarter with Bart Matthews. I am Ted the Sports Guy. Here is Mahaney handing it off to Sullivan Sparks around the right end. And he gets close to first down yards. What's going on at Grandma County? Well, I tell you what, you know, they've been doing it since 85. They've got professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, self-employed and partnerships. And they're conveniently located on Backus Street in Corona for a couple, of, just a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you've got questions, give them a call and schedule your consultation. You can check them out, gramaccounting.biz. So second down and a couple. The ball at the seven-yard line of St. John's. Touchdown here will make it real tough for St. John's to try and come back, like you said, Jared, in that wing tee. Yeah. Mahaney hands it off to Sparks around the right end. The Red Wing defense swarms him down. So good pursuit that time on the right side. Palmateer was there. C.J. Crum also in on that tackle. And before that carry, Sparks actually had three rushes for uh, 31 yards. So been doing pretty good, but uh, St. John's able to key on him on that one right there. Third down now and four. We'll put the ball down at the eight-yard line. Williamson with the football and the seven-point lead. We're starting off here early in the fourth quarter. Again, with Bart Matthews and Jared Fattel, I am Ted the Sports Guy. You're hearing all this action live on Z92.5. Two wideouts this side. One over on the other side. It's going to be Dunkel in motion. They fake the jet sweep to him. The quarterback, Mahaney, keeps it himself up the middle. Pretty good read that time, but I think he's going to be a little bit short. Yeah, that was one heck of a play by the defensive end. He was the read key. He baited, he baited him a little bit to keep the ball and then tackled him from behind to yeah. lead to a fourth and short here. So Big four, play. Fourth and a couple. 
If you're St. John's, you got to watch out for that long count, hard count. So it's fourth down and shows two about two yards to go where the marker is. Elijah Douglas way out this way. They'll line up the tight end. Zach Porter on the right side. Red Wings trying to concentrate at the line here. Long count. Mahaney looks to the sideline. Got one back behind him. Now Mahaney comes up to the line talking to his guards. Trying to draw him off sides, and now finally Williamston calls the timeout. Good job by the St. John's defense staying to home. So timeout on the field, 9.39 to go. Big fourth down and three. Coming up for Williamston, the Hornets have the seven-point lead. Your number one sports fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Oaks Fisher Insurance is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit Oaks Fisher Insurance on Water Street in Owasso and online at oaksfisher.com. Appleby Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975, and they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. Well, what do you call young quarterback Jared? I think you go jet sweep right to the far side of the field here or read option of some sort. But if I'm St. John's, I'm sending everybody except, you know, man enough on the perimeter. Oh, they're going for a field goal. Yeah, they're going to set up for a field goal here. So they're going to put the three on the board. Really, statistic-wise, that's not a bad move. Plaxton out of the hold of Mahaney. Good snap. <laughs> Kick is up. The left footer kicks it, and it is good. So it's a 10-point Hornet lead, 23-13. to 13. Was that ball? Was that about? What was that about a twenty-yarder? About twenty-four-yarder. Twenty-four-yarder. Right yeah. We'll call it. All right. Hey, when you need heavy hauling of sand, gravel, boulders, or stone, choose the professionals at Mint City Excavating. They'll make sure you're getting the quality work you expect with the excellent customer service they've built their reputation on for the last twenty-one years. Mint City Excavating, locally owned and operated, and offering twenty-four-hour emergency service, insured and experienced. Call Mint City Excavating to schedule your free estimate, 989-224-2482, online at mintcityexcavating.com. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's in East Lansing or online at abins.com. Alibi and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. So it'll be uh, Plaxton kicking it off. He just nailed the 24-yard field goal to give him a little breathing room, making it a two-score game. 23-13, Williamston leads it here. Hornets looking to improve to 2-0 and 2-0 and in the CAC Red Division. St. John's trying to avoid the Ziggy. They're 0-1 coming in. Here is the kickoff slip down near Miller, but he or not Miller, actually that's number seven again. Bailey Nobach with the return up to about the 20-yard line. And Nobach's had a little bit of trouble handling some of those tonight. Yeah. Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor power you need to get the job done fast. 
Save on a new mower, get rebates up to 500 on select models, or get end-of-summer deals and financing up to 0% for 48 months. The Steel Fall Sale going on now. Pick up a new leaf blower or chainsaw at a great price. Mid-State Sales and Service, M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. M-State Sales and Service, a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Eric Farrell way out on the far side of the field. Caleb Teeples, let's see what he can do here. Quick pitch back to Brock Miller trying to go around the left end, puts the head down, gets a solid six or seven yards that time before he's finally run out of bounds. Spencer Feig there to bring him down. And Miller has definitely done a great job of bouncing back from his uh, performance last week against Grand Ledge. He's over the century mark, right? He's got to be. I had him at, uh, let's see, I had him at uh, 89 in the, uh, no, yeah, 89 yards in the half. first half. So, okay, yeah, 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 he's yeah. absolutely. Split back, second down and five. We'll get him five yards on that one. Counterplay handoff inside. Aiden Conaval this time. Looks like he's going to be just enough for the first down at about the 31-yard line, so they'll move the chains. It'll be interesting to see if St. John's even has, like, a no huddle in their offense, especially I normally at wing tees don't usually practice that very much, and with COVID they've had lack of practices, so that might have been something they just kind of cut. Yeah, and, I mean, we talked about it last week, too. There was a couple, like, later in that game, they weren't really going to the normal hurry-up that you would see. Down by a couple of scores. Split back. Teeples, play action. Rolls to his right. Looks downfield. Has a man. It's up in the air for grabs and incomplete. Good coverage at the end there by uh, Spencer Feig that time. It was intended for Aiden Conaval. So it's incomplete. Stopping the clock with 8.59 to go here in the fourth quarter. 116 yards for Miller so far. Well, that's the Brock Miller uh, we're used to. So, like I said, the clock is stopped. Ten-point Williamston lead here. Second down and ten coming up for the Red Wings. Ball at the 31. Another gorgeous evening for a high school football game. They'll send Adam Wazak, normal tight end, way out this way. Two wideouts on the other side. Teeple just keeps it himself around the left end. Not much yardage to be gained that time. Got a couple, maybe up to about the 36-yard line. Nate Holcomb there along with Avery Lott for Williamston. So the clock will continue to run. Big third down play here for the Red Wings. If they don't convert this and are forced to punt, it's going to be awful tough. Big play here for Coach Andy Schmidt. So bringing the ball in the huddle, C.J. Crum. Wazak comes out this way. Two wideouts each side, empty backfield now for Caleb Teeples. Takes a snap, quick swing pass out on the far side. It's caught. The receiver over there did a great job. Yes, he did. Concentrating and hauling that one in and got a first down. Who was that? I believe it was Brock Miller. I think so. So Brock Miller comes up money over on that far sideline right in front of the Williamston bench. They were probably all yelling over there, look out, look out! So a nice catch by Miller. You like that, Jared? <laughs> is, that what your, is that what your team used to do, too? 
<laughs> they pro yeah, exactly. They pulled the old Olay move so that Miller can be <laughs> tackled on the track. <laughs> yeah. First and ten, the St. John's Red Wings. Huge pass completion to Miller. Again, they go right to it again. Up to the 50 this time. So still a little methodical, but that's okay. Actually, that was Farrell on that catch that time. Might have been him on that last one, too. It's funny how easy those little bubble screens. We've seen Williamson doing it all night. Now St. John's is doing it. That's something that probably wasn't around back in your day. You guys probably would have saw that and thought it was witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> but it really is. It's easy. It's just an exception of the running game. I, I hate to laugh, too, but you're probably right. Heretics. What the hell was a bubble screen back in those days? You're right. There it is. Here's a fake pump. Teeples wants to go deep, throws the home run ball down the far sideline. Double coverage. Pretty good pretty good coverage there by Williamson. They weren't fooled at all. There was some uh, hand fighting going on, but both teams were doing it. So good no call there by the yeah, ref. I think Teeples may have gotten uh, hit in the arm on that one. Kind of a wobbly one. Not a bad play call, though, with a no. pump to the sideline. You guys used to run that, didn't you? Yeah, and you just got to tip your hat to Williamson. I mean, just not fooled at all. Yeah. I mean, up two scores, you know their coach is probably harping on them. Just watch out for the, the deep ball. Yeah, you We will give them bubble screens all night long. Absolutely. Let them use clock. Don't let them get behind you. Split backs. Wide out on the far side here for St. John's. Teeples takes a snap. Fullback dive this time, and he's wide open. That's Murray Palmiter. First down yardage and more. Takes it across the 40. Finally brought down in about the 37-yard line. Zach Painter and Caden Plaxton. First couple of Williamson Hornets in on that hit. Dunkel also there. So 23-13, Williamson on top. 6.40 to go here in this ball game. Hornets up 10. First and 10, St. John's. Impressive little drive right now. Split backs. Oh, a little yeah. mix up in the backfield that time. Nothing there at all. Yeah, any time that the quarterback is able to slow the running back's momentum down, it ain't good. Yeah. St. John's was lucky to get any positive yardage on that one. That was Farrell on the carry. So second down and eight. Clock will continue to run. 6.05 to go here in this one. Williamson up 23-13. to 13. Been a good game. Next week we have Chesanine traveling over to Mark O'Donnell Field. It'll be just you and I, Bart. Jared's decided to take a little vacation uh, on us already. out on that press box. On uh, that food. <laughs> I'd rather be where he's at, though, even though as much as I love football. Cold weather rolling in next week. I knew when to get out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I made sure that I was here for the 90-degree days like we had today. <laughs> Quick little pass out on the far sideline by Teeples that time, complete to Eric Farrow, who's actually becoming his favorite receiver all of a sudden. Third down and a couple. The ball at the 30-yard line. Yeah, either Farrell's second or third catch, depending on how you're scoring at home. Right. Wazak comes way out this way. Teeples looks it. Third down out of the gun. He keeps it himself around the left end. Uh-oh. Oh, man. There was nothing there that time, and the Williamston fans in the stands over there all on their feet. That play did not work at all. Nate. Yeah, Painter again. Yeah, he's tough. He was there along with Holcomb. Really, there was no deception whatsoever. No. Teeples took it and ran around the left end. 
And it looked it looked like he had a little bit of daylight, but Williamson just has they're a little bit faster yeah. than St. John's. They closed, closed it in, in a hurry. Quick, yep. So fourth down. We're under five minutes to go in this one. Another huge play here for the Red Wings. They'll send Farrell out this way now. People's under center. And now Coach Andy Schmidt adamantly calls timeout. He wants to talk this play over. So clock stop, 4.38 to go, 23-13, Williamston on top. Bex Trailer Superstore sells more aluminum trailers than any other dealer in America, and the brand they trust is Legend Trailer. Bex has carried dozens of trailer brands over the years, and none of them stack up to the Legend Trailers, which are built right here in Michigan by Michigan workers. Stop into Bex to see the superior Legend quality firsthand, or give one of their trailer specialists a call to learn more about why Legend is far and away Michigan's number one trailer brand. If you appreciate quality, value, and longevity, then you'll appreciate Beck's Trailer Superstore and Legend Trailer. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 North of 21 in St. John's or visit HubTires.com. Well, here we go. Ball game. Teeples, fourth down and three. Ball at the 29. Quarterback sneak, and it has enough. I think they were listening to you, Jared. A fourth and three, uh, you don't normally think about no. a quarterback <laughs> sneak there, but uh, yeah. usually it's kind of a lean-over play, but a great Heads-up move by Teeples. A good job by Coach Andy Schmidt and his staff upstairs. I think they may have saw the spreads there maybe defensively and a good read by Teeples, too. I wouldn't have been surprised if that's just something where it's a silent count where it's up to Teeples. If just he just wants, if he wants the audibles, yeah, he can just do it on yeah. a silent count. Split backs. Wide out on the far side. There's a trap play in the ball carrier. Conneval around the right end. Good yardage about... Eight yards on that carry. St. John's still with some life here. Down 10, four minutes to go. You just got to wonder about that timeout they used before that fourth down, though. Yeah. But you can't second guess it because, you know, they well, ended up with the kept first them alive, down. Yeah. yeah. Nice to be able to look over and see how many timeouts there are. Well, the play that play <laughs> gonna, they don't look back at is when they got stopped on fourth yeah. down inside the 10. Here's a running play, and the ball carrier maybe lost a yard on that try. So not only does he not gain any yardage, the clock will continue to run. I this think is, that was Palmateer on that one. I think you're right. So Red Wings still got to kind of pick up the pace a little bit, even though they're down inside the red zone. They'll put the ball down about the 15, third and a yard to go. Split backs, tight end over here. Play action. Peoples had Wazak in the end zone. He's going to throw it up, but it's going to be too far. Uh, almost picked, thrown off of his back foot like that. Yeah, almost picked off. Wazak was going to run out of real estate anyway. So it does stop the clock with 3.08 to go. That, was, again, was an interesting call on third and one. Yeah, Schmidt must be pretty confident in some type of sneak or maybe drawing him off. Maybe the third time will be the charge. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Jerry? I would think field goal. Wouldn't you guys? I, just uh, to, to extend the game at this point. Yeah. You're looking at, what, about a 32-yarder? I'm you're not a sure little they closer, maybe. I mean, we saw them kick one last week. That's true. Their kicker is Carson Peters. So they're going to go for it here. 
Tight end over here this way, split backfield. He was trying to draw him offside, so they may end up uh, calling the timeout, maybe. You think they'll stick with it and run they the play to. again? I mean, timeouts are a premium right now. They take the snap, play action, Teeples. Rolls to his right. He's got to do oh, himself. he's in oh. trouble. He is in trouble yeah. and is knocked down. Huge play that time by linebacker Jackson Newman. Play never really got off. Teeples was rolling around the right and just ran a little bit out of real estate. Had no one to throw it to. That was probably the pass run option and the good coverage there by the secondary by Williamston. And I don't know what it was, but... People seemed almost kind of slow off the snap, like maybe he staggered a little bit before he rolled out. Right. Just didn't look crisp at all. Well, Williamston now can definitely use some clock. St. John's, like you said, Jared, they've already burned one timeout, so they can only use two. First down here pretty much seals up. Yep. So Williamston will have it. Three minutes on the clock. Our game next week, Chesanine at Ovid Elsie. We'll follow that up with a homecoming game in Corona. Corona hosting the Owasso Trojans. Trojans off to a little bit of a slow start this season. So it'll be Mahaney back in there at QB. He's had a nice game. Boy, it's going to be tough to pick a player of the game between him and Dunkel. We'll have to see what the stats say here at the end. Here is uh, Sparks. Sparks up the middle, crosses the 20-yard line. So got about four yards there. St. John's, you pretty much got to burn the timeouts now, right? Don't you? They're going to let it go right at the moment. Yeah, and they're going to use the next two plays. Yep. But, man, I'm six yards right off the rip, first down. That's tough. Ten-point Williamston lead. Heck of a game over here tonight. Hey, two weeks in, and we made it two weeks without COVID attack on any games we play. we've covered. That's a good sign. Well, wouldn't you necessarily not know for like a couple weeks here? Or? Oh, I don't know. Or are you saying for postponements? For postponements, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Yep. Mahaney sends a man in motion coming this way. Now he'll set the tight end. Mahaney takes a snap. Again, does Sparks. Sullivan, oh, he's going to close it out right there with a the first down and more down this sideline. Puts the shoulder into Brock Miller, but Miller brings him down. Sparks' best run of the game, pretty much going to close it out. We're down to 2.02 to go. Sparks gave the little Golden Tate uh, first down finger point after that <laughs> run, too. Fan of that. Yeah, you got to be careful in high school football, though. They could flag you up for, for that. Which, by the way, I'm not a big fan of uh, flags for something like that. Let them have a little fun. So clock will continue to run. So uh, Williamson just going to milk the clock as much as they can. How are we doing on spots? We up to date? No. And then hop on it. Let's run this play and let you run a spot, all right? Mahaney looking over the line of scrimmage. A minute and a half to go. Takes the snap finally. Throws a pass out to Dunkel on the left flat, right flat rather. Cuts back upfield and uh, going to be short of the first down. St. John's trying to rip the ball away but can't get it. So good game there. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes at Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. They know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. 
Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Timeout on the field. St. John's calls it. You're listening to WJSZ Ashley Owasso. Hey, where can you find... Great heating and cooling. Well, how about Victory Heating and Cooling? Serving all mid-Michigan, and they're proud to feature Train Heating and Cooling products. Train has the right system for your home. Victory Heating and Cooling has Michigan's best HVAC installers and service crews in the business, and they would love to appreciate uh, the opportunity to serve you in your home. Victory Heating and Cooling. Featuring Train products, the best team with the best products for your home. Visit VictoryHeatingAndCooling.com. Well, Morris ended up winning 59 to nothing. Uh, Corona, this is weird. Last post I see, 49 to 6 with a, still a minute 43 to play in the first half. So they're, they're rolling. Here is the handoff. Sparks has it. Takes it up to about the 35-yard line. So St. John's calls their final timeout, stopping the clock with a minute 6 to go. Timeout on the field, 23-13 Williamston. Ovid Service Agency and Auto Owners Insurance makes a great team, and they're proud to serve Ovid and surrounding communities. Greg, Luke, and Jenny Martin, thank you for your uh, thank you for choosing Ovid Service Agency as your local auto owners independent agent. Ovid Service Agency offering a wide range of policies to fit your insurance needs. Stop in and see them in downtown Ovid, or call 989-834-2288. Visit them online at ovidserviceagency.com and like them on Facebook. Ovid Service Agency, proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, St. John's, the Red Wings, barring any miracle, going to fall to 0-2 in Williamston, starting off this season a perfect 2-0. Impressive. So third down and about a yard. Minute eight to go. Williamson can still run a couple plays here, even if they're stopped short and use most of the clock. Mahaney out of the shotgun, takes a snap, hands it off to Sparks up the middle. He stopped short, it looks like. So he's going to bring up a fourth down and about a half a yard, but the clock's going to tick, tick, tick. Yeah, it should go down to about 25 seconds or so. Yeah, Williamson will probably call a timeout before. So they can get it down to a second or so and call the timeout and go for it here on fourth down. Bart, now you're a you're a graphic novel fan, aren't you? Sure. Uh, I see uh, at the Emmys, Watchmen won a bunch of awards. Is that one of those uh, comic books that you followed at all? You know the whole concept of it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, probably considered one of the greatest of all time, actually. Is that right? Yeah, it's legendary. It's uh, Alan Moore and uh, Dave Gibbons. But uh, Alan Moore doesn't want anything to do with the show on HBO, doesn't want anything to do with that first movie. No kidding. Hates them both. I haven't seen the show yet. I We watched the first episode. Yeah. That's why I wanted to ask you yeah. about it. it was I've, heard it's, I've heard it's great. It, it was good. Yeah. But, you know, I bring back Jackie Earl Haley as uh, Rorschach. <laughs> Did you see the movie? No. Okay, the movie's... Uh, movie's decent, but uh, the best part of the movie is the beginning. They do a real cool montage to uh, 
Times they are changing by Bob Dylan. Okay. No. Yeah, good, good, good show. Watchmen is like they're bad superheroes, correct? They're not exactly picture perfect. Yeah, like they're yeah. not your typical Superman. It was like guy. the '80s British guys writing dark stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. whole concept of it was pretty wild. Yeah. Don Johnson, he made it pretty much to the end of the first episode. Let's just put it that way. He was yeah. like the chief of police uh -huh. of the Watchmen. I don't yeah, know all the just, details. You just, you just spoiled it for me. <laughs> Sorry. I haven't seen it yet. I just told you I haven't seen it yet. Now, oh. Already you're telling me Sonny Crockett That's gets wasted rolls. in the first, uh, season. The first episode. Him, Dude. And, him and Tubbs. Here's Mahaney has first down yardage, and now they can go to that victory formation. So why don't we catch up on a couple more spots here? Are we up to date? We are actually up to date right now, but, you know, maybe somebody deserves bonus coverage. No, we don't need to. We're close the game out here. All right. Williamston picks up the 23-13 to 13 win. We'll finish tallying the numbers, but while we do, let's send things back to the studios where you can hear this great message from Sports Scene. Hey, sports fans, it's a great day at Sports Scene. Pick up a copy of our newest magazine at your local high school sporting event or at a retail outlet near you. Great stories on your favorite high school and student-athletes. Looking for sports photos? Sports Scene has them. We are at the games. Check us out at highschoolsportsscene.com. See thousands of photos and stories at highschoolsportsscene.com. Keeping our high schools and student-athletes in the news. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Well, it's time for the post-game show here, brought to you by Z92.5. It's Williamston picking up the 23-13 win over St. John's. Good hard-fought game, entertaining game to broadcast. Hope you enjoyed it wherever you listened in. It was Williamson scoring first with 9.18 to go in the first quarter, an 80-yard pass from Luke Mahaney to Cade Conley. Point after was blocked. St. John's had a chance to come back with 26 seconds to go in the first quarter, a one-yard dive by Aiden Conovell. Their point after was blocked, so a 6-6 game heading into the second quarter. Williamson then struck first in that second, 9-14 to go, an 18-yard run by quarterback Luke Mahaney. The PAT was good by Caden Plaxton, 13-6 ball game at that point. St. John's, though, came back, tied it up. Midway through that second quarter, a 19-yard pass from Caleb Teeples to Adam Wazak. Uh, the point after was good by Carson Peters. As I mentioned, tied it up at 13. Then Williamston got the game winner with a minute to go in the half. Austin Davis took it in from seven yards out, took it into that east end zone. PAT was good by Plaxton, made it a seven-point lead, 20-13. to 13. They played to a scoreless third quarter. And then in the fourth, the capper, 9.35 to go, a 24-yard field goal by Caden Plaxton. And uh, St. John's came up just a little short. A couple plays, they were stopped. The Williamson defense came up big. 23-13, the final, the Hornets. How about stats, man? Well, you know, the big stats, uh, St. John's being led by Brock Miller, 116 yards tonight. Nice rebound in a losing effort, but uh, Brock Miller's definitely back. Uh, big stats, of course, going out to uh, the quarterback for the Williamson Hornets. Talking about Luke Mahoney. Uh, Mahoney tonight. 9 of 12 in the air, 191 yards and a touchdown, 58 yards rushing and another touchdown. I think we're going to call him the player of the game. Brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen and follow. Uh, and listen and follow. Oh, you can catch tonight's replay as well at Three Point Pod. How about our drive of the game? You know, once in a while I know it drives the 
station management and some of our sponsors crazy. It does. When it? I go out on a limb and give it to the defense, but at least once a year it seems like we do. We haven't seen a whole lot of de uh, defense in the past couple of years, but I'll tell you what, uh, that stand in the third quarter, St. John's only down by uh, six points, I think it was, and able to come back and drive down the field, pretty much doing whatever they wanted to do and taking their own sweet time. And uh, Williamston able to make that crucial stop on fourth and one. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little help from the uh, the refs, maybe not. But uh, definitely your drive of the game. Huge defensive stop, and that changed the game right there. So we're going to call that the drive of the game. Brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. All right, before we wrap this thing up, any final uh observations there jared i was just really overly impressed with williamson today i mean two and oh to start the year and the thing is they scored on basically every single possession the only time they didn't score is when they had about 55 seconds left in the in the first half so they were basically doing whatever they wanted on offense and as for st john's the good news for them not like they're out of it i mean they're going to be able to make it to the playoffs just like everybody else so they just got to continue to build until uh, playoff time a couple big games for both these schools next week hazlitt is right here at Williamston, and then St. John celebrates their homecoming, a tough opponent, taking on Mason next Friday night. Red Wings are very impressive 0-2 team. They sure are. You know, I was very impressed tonight. They're going to be they're gonna be a tough team once they do get to the playoffs, like you said. Um, we will be in Ovidel, at Ovidelsi next week, Mark O'Donnell Field. It'll be the Ovidelsi Marauders and the Chesanine Indians. Hope you can join us for that one. We'll be on the air about 10 minutes to 7. So hopefully you can listen in and join Bart and myself. But with that, let's give it over to Bart and the final words here from the press box. Well, thank you very much, Ted, and big thanks going out to the, uh, the Williamston High School Athletic Department. You guys put us up in a great little spot right here. Took very good care of us tonight. Big thanks to Sandy O back at home, back in the studio, keeping us on the air. And an even bigger thanks, if that's entirely possible, going out to some of our sponsors. I'm talking about Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brewbaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, Cellular Connection, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, Three Point Podcast, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby Insurance, Memorial Healthcare, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Ovid Service Agency, Postal Connections, Sports Scene, Victory Heating and Cooling, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Ted Fatale and Jared Fatale and Sandy O back in the studio, this is Bart Matthews wishing everybody a great weekend. And your final score one more time, Williamston 31, or I'm sorry, Williamston 23, St. John's 13. And happy birthday.